Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Search Party is really good. Oh, wait, there's a show that I just saw on Netflix. Okay, wait, 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 why are we changing the subject here? I don't care what you have to say because oh, there's because the I now have something to say. Oh, my God. What's Search Party? You say it as I look this up. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like a... Are you? Is yours done now? Yeah, mine's done now. That sounds great. I'm going to watch Thanks, it. But you should that. watch Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Sounds doesn't, very apropos to uh, February. Ooh, I'm going to talk about it. Okay, there we go. Okay. So everyone shut up. Well, we shut get up. into Little Nightmares. You haven't played the first one? No. Well, we're going to have to get into that. Mm. I played the first one. I was very high. I literally, when I reread the Wikipedia article, it was... <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Seriously. Huh? They, well, they, the first thing it says is like, you play as six, a little nine-year-old girl in a raincoat. And I was like, I was a girl? <laughs> All right. Oh, you ready? God, I can't believe we're wasting this gold. Oh, it's recording. Uh-oh. I mean, I love you, D-Fest. <laughs> Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am Little Mikey Narenworth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's great. And I only say it's so great because you could tell in Mikey's face he was making it up as it went I, along. I just realized that I didn't, I knew I was going to just punt on the title because I'm getting lazy. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But then I kind of tied it all together and it was genius. Yeah. The only shitty thing about it okay. is like the listeners out there, the D-pads are listening and they're like, he's not little, he's big boy Mikey and you're <laughs> little dinky Andy. Oh and it's like, Mikey, you can't lie uh, to us like that. You know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean, Andrew, because you are the titular little dinky Andy. No, no, you're lying to people every week. You're gaslighting them. Yeah. I just want you to let you know. Yeah, it's my uh, anthem. It's the gaslight anthem. And we have, we're 40 year olds singing songs about uh, heartbreak and teenage angst. Oh God, where's yellow card when you need them? Yellow where's, card. Yeah, other bands in the referee's, violins. In the re referee's pocket. <laughs> Oh. Right next to the red card. Okay, well, that's good. Has the referee ever pulled out the wrong card? I hope so. Like, uh-oh, but I gotta stick with it. <laughs> and they're like, a red card for that? And you're like, yep, uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> I guarantee like, you that has happened. That's you're, like, you're gonna get killed after the match. <laughs> I remember <laughs> they're gonna kill you. <laughs> I was a referee for a, like a high oh, school basketball no. game. You were? I sucked at it. I was. I was How trying. How old to... were you? Like uh, you, you refereed a high school basketball game. I was in grade nine. You as a grade nine was high was refereeing a high school basketball game. Oh boy! Listen, the circumstances were dire. They needed someone, and I needed volunteer hours. <laughs> okay? Oh boy! The gym was barely large enough to fit the basketball team and myself. Mm -hmm. The audience had to sit on the stage. Okay. Um. So I'm in there. Ooh, it's a reverse theater. And <laughs> oh my god, it is! It's a reverse theater. Um. So the weird thing <laughs> tonight's play. The audience will be on the stage, and everyone's like, "Oh, ooh, that very really does sound like a, a high school play, though." <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I before the game, I just went to the dollar store and picked up a whistle. Oh, that's good because I didn't have one. Yeah, and that's the whistle cute. like didn't work, so I had to basically like I can make a whistle sound with my tongue. Okay, so I'll, I'll do. I'll lean away from the mic. Okay, go. Yeah, pretty good. So like, not bad. Yeah. So I was doing that in the game, and so I, but I was keeping the whistle. Mikey put something to his mouth. Oh yeah, like it was a whistle. So I that, pretending I think like that's it's a whistle. The story actually. So I would put the whistle near my mouth there and pretend go. to blow into it yeah. and make that sound. So I had the whistle in my mouth because I saw that's what referees would do. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the play is coming down the court, and I just kind of like breathe out, and that's when the whistle decides to work, and oh. the whistle goes, and I just call out a bounce. Oh. <laughs> And both, both coaches, including the coach that asked me to do him a favor and ref the game, looked at me like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> 
So I also have a similar story where I kind of refereed once. And uh, I used to play on a travel volleyball team. I was like not a bad volleyball player, even for my height. And uh, four foot seven, four foot seven. Yeah. I am the best four foot. I'm the Muggsy Bogues of volleyball. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was, it was, a, it was a back and back and we were actually winning a lot. So like I was sitting out a couple of games cause they were going to get some other people playing. And so if you're not playing, you would, if, and you knew you weren't going to play, you'd do corners for the team. Right, right. So you do the other teams. They did. For out of bounds. For out of bounds. Yeah. Exactly. And I remember I was just not paying attention. I think I was looking at girls or something like that. <laughs> and just one, uh, I could feel it go right by me and I wasn't looking. And the ref looked at me and I went out and he went and he looked and went, and shrugged his shoulders. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I was way off. Even the referee sold me out like, ooh, okay, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I got a, got a Dude, tongue lashing from the No coach. one who ever makes fun of referees has ever refereed because it is fucking impossible. impossible. It is impossible. Oh, my God, it's impossible. When, when I was refereeing that game as well, I had a situation where I was calling a lot of fouls because they were getting handsy. They were like a they were like a, a a virgin at a high school prom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're getting way too handsy. Mm-hmm. And Kevin I, Spacey at a high school prom. Kevin Spacey at a high school prom. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Spacey in a Call of Duty game. Kevin Spacey in any situation he's ever been in, getting a little too handsy. <laughs> Glover. <laughs> like the hamburger helper mascot, getting a little too handsy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's racist. <laughs> what? Huh? Um, it's because I'm a white glove, isn't it? What are you talking what about, is going Hamburger on? Helper? Yeah. He needs to get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, because I'm the help all of a sudden. <laughs> that, no. Oh, my God, no. The longer he stays here, the more trouble we're getting in. I need him to get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, guess what? It's going to take me a while to get out here. I don't have legs. Oh, my God. Okay, all right. You're going to have to pick me up. Okay. Stick okay. your hand inside of me, Andrew. <laughs> no, I am not going to do that. Andrew, pull a, pull a Kevin Spacey on me. I'm no, only 14. No, I am not Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Anamorphic glove? I am not. (laughs) This is clearly one of the weirdest angles we've ever taken on that. Oh yeah, refereeing is very tough. Yeah, it's very tough. Um, Like like a lot of the games that we play on this podcast, refereeing can be very tough. Uh, And for those of you who are new to the podcast, first of all, thanks for listening. (laughs) Second of all, uh, welcome to RefCast, where we uh, referee all of your, or we talk about our stories of being a referee. Now sit back, relax, stick those whistles in your mouths, and blow! 150 plus episodes, yeah. uh, you know, 300 hours of, of on-air stuff, and we are still coming up with stories that amaze each other. Yeah. Like the both time we were referees and didn't know it. I like, didn't know you were ever a referee. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know for, you were either. For those of you who are new to the podcast, first of all, thanks for joining us. Hey. Second of all, uh, typically what we like to do is take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. Typically those uh, games have had some sort of impact on us. We rate and review those games out of four bits based on what we thought of them back in the day. Then we take a little bit of a break. We play the game, play yeah. some of that audio, come back and rate and review the games as they stand up in the modern day all right. sort of four bits uh, but before we get into the game yeah. and this week's game obviously is little Mikey Narenworth is <laughs> little nightmares 2 which is a huge game that everyone is talking about now uh, obviously not a classic game or a retro game and if you came to this podcast mm-hmm. for retro games mm-hmm. Sorry, but we've got a back catalog. Wait till next week. Wait, yeah. Go back last week. Exactly. You know, we got a lot of on. We got a lot of them, uh, but in, this is one of those cases where neither of us had played the game. Uh, so we are yeah. uh, going to skip past the review process in the beginning once we get to talking about the game, play it, and then uh, we'll give it a rating based on what we think we would have thought of it if we played it as kids. Right. And Mikey, why are we playing Little Nightmares 2? Well, because it just came out on uh, Thursday wow. of last week. So just a scant, a scat four days ago. <laughs> Oh, please don't scat. I'm not into scat. I scat four days ago. <laughs> Is that Scottish? 
What? It's Jamaican. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm saying, of course, because it's February. Oh, right. <laughs> Andrew, it is. I, we almost forgot to say it again. I set you up and you're like, well, the game just came out. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, no, it's February, which is, of course, the scariest gaming in month. Uh, month in gaming. The sca- scariest gaming of months. Yes. Well, you know what? Still not, works. Not just wrong. sounds cryptic. Uh, but you know what? I think the, the scariest part of the month is mm-hmm. over. Uh, and that would be because uh, Valentine's Day is done. Oh, thank God. Uh, if you're listening to this and you were alone, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, uh, what did you do? Did you have sex? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, I'm not going to, Mikey, I'm not going to let you, like, I'm not going to, I don't kiss and tell. Yeah. We don't kiss. So but I'm going to tell you everything f- about the sex. <laughs> um, but I do fuck raw and tell. <laughs> Jesus, Andrew. Oh my God. Calm yeah. down. Uh, yeah. We had, we had sex in orifices in a, in an order that would surprise you. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'm very lucky to be with my player one as, as I bring up all the time and who is, uh, tolerating our podcast and tolerates our lifestyle, uh, of video games. And so, uh, but Valentine's Day, you know, it's funny cause I'm, I'm in my thirties now. Yeah. And, uh, I was, I was, I was talking to some coworkers the other day and they were like, Oh, Andrew, what, what are you going to do for Valentine's Day? Looking all nervous. And I'm like, I don't know. A hug and a kiss. Like, <laughs> and they're like, no, you're not going to do anything. I'm like, what? Go to a jewelry store. What am I an idiot? Yeah. Like, like, do you think, do you think they're going to love you more because you got them a bass set? Like, and they, you know what? No, we didn't. You know what our, you know what our gift to ourselves was? A duvet. We got ourselves Ooh, a new duvet. That's amazing. And it was, I got to tell you, that is the shit that hits different in the thirties where I'm like, Oh my god! Like that first day under the duvet, I'm like, oh my god! I got a new duvet for for my uh, for my birthday as well. So oh, I know I know go. exactly what you're talking about. Oh, there. Okay, yeah. welcome to the new duvet club. The, uh, the duvet, du- <laughs> the duvet brothers. Well, we got. What, lot- what would you rate your duvet out of four beds? <laughs> A three and a half. You could always go up. You right? can always go you up. You can always yeah, go yeah, up. Yeah. And I want to give us our- I mean, that thread, that thread count is good, but you know, yeah. we can't break the bank. Thread count's bullshit, right? I think so. That's what I, I honestly keep don't know what it means even. Yeah. Like what is, you know, like- um, Is it per square foot? Like 32 karat gold. Like that's, I know is a zero, like zero cent Celsius. That is freezing. You know what I mean? Then you can go up and down from there. What is what is the starting place for thread count? Like, well, 2000 is good. You're looking at under 2000 is bad. Right. Over 2000 is really good or something like that. After, no after so many, is it just crowded? Is it too much? Too many threads. Yeah. Is it overwhelming? Do your like senses like like over, <laughs> you, like your you synapses are firing? hallucinate just by being under the covers? <laughs> My skin's on fire. <laughs> too many threads. Um, Mikey, we have so much to talk about here. We but do. I, I do want to get something off the top here. We're oh, recording. I know what you're going to say. Before we have been able to watch WandaVision. We are. Literally because WandaVision has not come out. <laughs> That's true. And you just kind of tipped our hands. Uh, so you lied about what you did on Valentine's Day. Because. Okay, let's re-record something. Okay, here. let's re-record. Okay okay, okay, okay. We're looking forward to Valentine's Day and for WandaVision coming out. Oh, I hope you get a new duvet. Thanks, buddy. Fingers crossed. Can we shake hands now? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's so wet. Ugh, yeah, sorry weird. about that. God, we have not been able to watch WandaVision yet. No. We're so excited to do that. Next week, we'll recap both. Mm-hmm. How about that? That's going to be the deal. And we've also decided that on the Mushroom Club, when the whole season's over, we're going to do a season-long deep dive over at the Mushroom Club. Right. Obviously, patreon.com slash retrograde podcast uh, to, to, to break it down. So tune into that next week. I don't know when we became a WandaVision recap podcast, but that I some, somehow happened last as week. As soon as they announced WandaVision was going to come out, I think is when we became the WandaVision podcast. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. speaking of television though, yeah. I do want to talk about one thing. Oh, what is that? The casting for Last of Us TV show oh. is out now. I'm was sure. that a TV show? I thought that was a movie. No, it's a TV show. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's on HBO. Oh. So it's not television. Um, it's, it's HBO. HBO. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I, so it was interesting because there were rumors, uh, floating around that 
uh, the it was going to be cast. Joel was going to be cast as Marshal Ali, yes. right? And that was a night before it was announced that Pedro Pascal is going to be Joel. Pedro Pascal, is it? Oh, yep. See, I got that from you though. No. Yep. What? Go, go back to the How? retrograde. Uh, yeah, not a fucking hope. We just go back. I would never choose to pronounce it Pedro Pascal. I don't know how you, it's P A S C A L. Where are you getting Pasquale e. from? What Pascal? No, there's it's, e. it's just no. It's P A S C A L. See, I told you. It was a, why would so How why would I announce me? it as Pedro Pascal oh unless God. I heard you say it, Andrew? This the listeners are with me. They're they're literally texting they're you not. right now. Oh my God, this they're, is insane. Oh, you don't want to hear what this person just said about <laughs> What'd you? What they say? What oh, say? Man. No, come on, you know how me. I call you Lil Dinky Andy? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, all I'm gonna say <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't say the whole thing. Is you would like Lil uh-huh. Dinky Andy compared to this wow. one. Yeah. Wow. That it's that bad, eh? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Incredible. Okay, so for the casting of Last of Us, um, Bella Ramsey, who was played as uh, Leanna Marmont in yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. the sassy young child uh at an adult table. Uh, who I really loved is going to be playing Ellie. I actually don't like that casting choice. Really? That much. Yeah, I just precocious she, young child. She just she looks so plain, and I, I maybe that's the point. But she just like Ellie just has this charisma to her. Yeah, and I just don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I'm used to what she's done in Game of Thrones. Right. But she just looks so non charismatic. She's gonna have to. She's gonna have to impress me. Okay. So I'm putting. I'm I'm laying down the gauntlet. I'm saying this 15 year old girl is gonna have yeah. to prove herself. Otherwise, I think she's talentless, <laughs> manipulative. Yeah. Wait, what? Precocious. <laughs> okay, well, that's good, though. Is it? Yeah, precocious is You need Ellie to be precocious. Oh, oh, but as a human being. I'm talking about her <laughs> as a human being. Preco- precocious, precociousity? You know what I'm saying. Uh, you, you, yeah, you, you want that yes. in, in, in Ellie, but not in real life. No. Okay, so I, uh, Deep Ads, I am not going to... Um, take down a 11 year old girl or whatever it is. I think she's going to be great. Coward. You fucking coward. I think she's going to do great. And I, and I'm going to be supporting her the whole way. Okay. So, uh, Pedro Pascal, well, you support a lot of 14 year old girls, right? <laughs> no, no, I did not. What does that mean in your mind? Exactly. Well, yeah, giving the money through only fans. <laughs> oh my God. You support what? Them. Don't you dare sully the name of only fans. <laughs> <laughs> keeping a lot of people employed in a dark time. Um, and then Pedro Pascal is going to be playing Joel. You know, like I really, Pedro Pascal, just having a moment, like yeah, I said on 100%. Twitter. Uh, do you, does it bug you that he is the Mandalorian and also Joel? No. Yeah, he's, me neither. He's barely the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like kind of the year. Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he shows up to an audio booth. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm the Mandalorian. Do you, do you think he plays the Mandalorian under uh, the helmet? I for a bit thought so. And now I'm totally gone back and said, why would I think that? That's so dumb. I kind of thought he did. Really? Yeah. Then why would... No, that can't be an effective use of money and time. Uh, fair. Yeah. What I, if he wanted to? Um, They wouldn't say no. Yeah. But I think the budget would have to be changed. That Pedro Pasquale has got to be on set. Pascal has got... Now I'm doing what you're doing. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. I was going to say, where's the U coming from? <laughs> a Q and a U somewhere in there. Um, uh, yeah. It's Sorry. I just looked at his monitors full of QAnon stuff, and I just got that from... Um, is... Uh, yeah, Pedro Pascal is like doing that. Man, does he love escort missions or what? Eh? Oh, I know. Just I like, know. You know, he really loves looking after little powerful things that might save the universe. He also got cast in the new uh, Eco movie. What's Eco? Oh, it's a it's an old escort game. Oh, okay. It's, it's fine. Aha. Uh-huh. He also got cast as uh, Richard Gere in the uh, Pretty Woman. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thank you. You got it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped for it. I, I like I like him in just about everything. I right. loved him from the first time I saw him, which was in Narcos. 
And then as the Reds, Red Son of Dorne or Red Star of Dorne, Red Serpent of Dorne. In Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 yeah he was he, great in that. Yeah, he was great. He got his head crushed by the mountain, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very much so. I just wanted so. to check that that was him. Okay. That was him. And uh, and I remember, I remember when I was reading the books, um, being so enthralled at that moment in the books when he's fighting the mountain right. that I like crushed my like page the oh, pages I was wow. I was gripping so the book it. so tight wow yeah it was it was intense have you ever done that with a video game have you ever like hurt your controller not by throwing it oh which <laughs> I know you have I have uh, I have like three busted Xbox one controllers <laughs> I know. and scars on my knuckles because I punched them you punch the controller? Yeah, yeah. This okay. Well, <laughs> I think you need to talk to someone other than me on that one. Uh, but you, because you're like me, I I will when I get nervous, I'll sweat on the controller. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, like that controller oh, yeah. will be damp. Yeah, and uh, and I just wonder. I'm like, have you ever like, I don't know, like I I, I wonder if I've ever broken it accidentally. I don't think so. I think I've 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 uh, I've I've ruined joysticks because too intensely like pushing to one direction or another or another. Oh. I, I I know I did that with the game. Don't make a Zane joke, please. <laughs> don't make a Zane joke. Don't don't come down to my level and make a Zane joke. Mikey is somehow for the first 150 episodes in or whatever, taking the high road now. <laughs> he's learned there's two paths now. I've come down to him and he's like, whoa, I'm going up now. It's like thanks, dude. Because there's only room for one of us on these roads. <laughs> I love the low road. This is my home. I love the country road. John Denver. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I, of of the of the video game properties yes. that could be turned into movies and TV, I think Ooh. Last of Us has a really, really good opportunity to tell kind of a very thorough and interesting story that will translate well to to a, a narrative story. Here's my question to you, though: Is it necessary? Well, okay, but yeah, nothing's necessary. I don't know. Well, like, that's not true. Well, like, like, was the MCU ever necessary? You had you had comic books. Like, was the like? I don't, you know. I, well, maybe not, but I think that it became. I, I don't think it was necessary when it when it was first announced. I think it was it wasn't envisioned to become what it was. It was sort of a novelty, and it wasn't based specifically on it. Like Iron Man wasn't based specifically on an Iron Man story. It was a new interpretation. Yeah. What worries me about this is it's Joel and Ellie. If they just tell the same story, I'm not into it. Mm. If it's some, and I don't know how. Maybe like if it takes place in between the first game and the second game, then that's kind of cool. Yeah. But it also seems a little bit limiting. Mm. Sort of like like Better, Better Call Saul taking place before Breaking Bad. But, except it's focusing on the two main characters. Right. So you kind of know where they started and where they ended up. Yeah, I, I think the only reason I bring it up is because, you know, in the long history of turning video games into movies and TV, it's just always failed. Right. It's always been bad. Right. You know, almost. Almost always, yeah. Like, I, I can't even think of what the best one is, but... uh Turning video games into movies? Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, okay. So they've all been bad. And, uh, <laughs> and I know Creed. for some reason I'm going to get attacked like on, on Twitter about that. Like, yeah. well, no, Street Fighter's really good. And I have to look you in the eye and go, no, it's not. And you need to like grow up. You don't have to. No, why? Because you could just admit that it's a great fucking movie. Oh my God. This is insane. But I, of the long history of trying to do that, they believe that they can, you know, pull more out of the story. Uh, and and it's failed in, in former iterations because the stories usually were pretty shallow right like who could forget the hitman video game or oh Max my god Payne or you know all the, this the movies stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah you know uh, there were two hitman movies great see timothy Fantastic. oliphant was in one yeah, and timothy he oliphant was in the first one so absurd yeah not great don't shave your head timothy oliphant no yeah you really need that hair you, <laughs> otherwise you look weird weird as hell like a muppet yeah yeah 
And not in a good way. Not, not in a great, They're like, up. Grover type way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, now, now that stories are so, uh, excuse me, now that video games are so story heavy, I wonder if that will do better with TV or worse now. Uh, if anyone's going to get it right, it's going to be HBO. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, and I do also believe that, like, you know, I, I do believe that they know what they're doing with The Last of Us property. I think they've told really two concise stories that are really good. And that, actually, that prequel, too, or... Uh, the, the sequel that was like in between one and two, I right? What's called now was really good as well. With uh, with Ellie and her, who's, her, who's the, I forget what yeah. the girl is. Yeah. Yes, but uh, the, her, her, her partner, first love interest. First love interest. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah. And uh, and so I do believe that it's kind of like an interesting way of doing it. And like if you know people can still take a crack at the zombie horse, like maybe there's a few more of that. And sure. So I, I don't know. I I have a lot of faith that this is actually going to be pretty good. I hope so. I do. I don't want it to fail. I just don't know if this is worth getting excited about yet because there's mm. a lot of ways that it can go wrong and we're still we're, there's still a lot of things that need to happen before right that takes place so i i'm excited about it cautiously optimistic but also if it fails i'm not going to be heard about it because yeah. i'm not putting too much stock into it really because yeah. i'm buying a ton of stock into it that's buying like buying gamestop is buying it's into buying into games, right? yeah, yeah yeah that's what happens if any oh, video okay. game does well if you have gamestop stock that's like, then it's like every dog i see i'm like i bought dogecoin <laughs> you're welcome you know you, what because I, I have a shiba inu Yes. And that's what Doge is based on. Doge is, is a Shiba. Okay. And I have a lot of friends who texted me and they're like, well, you have to own Dogecoin, right? Because you have a Shiba. And I'm like, that's literally not how it works. <laughs> that is the opposite of what this means. I don't think you're really following the story too well. <laughs> I just know if Elon Musk tweets out yeah. that he like kind of likes it, it just uh, becomes a you know, that's, trillion dollar that's what property. happens. He is, he is the... Uh, the, the <laughs> I would call him an incel, but he's got a kid. I don't know. Uh, incel up until a couple of years ago. He's the Tony, Ho the Tony Hawk, the oh. Tony Stark that the world gets, not the Tony Hawk that we, yeah. Tony Stark that we want. <laughs> he's not the one we deserve. He's the one we deserve. He's the one we deserve. Not the one we should get. Yeah, like, not, exactly. Yeah, yeah, not like a playboy, philanthropist, brilliant billionaire, whatever he called no. himself in the movies. Uh, we I've, get, I've got a question for you, Andrew. We got the guy going, send us dank memes. <laughs> and we're like, He's the most brilliant person of our time. And like, oh my God, we're going to hell. He yeah. is though. I guess. He's close. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's doing a lot of good things, but he's also doing uh, a lot of bad things. Yeah, okay. Starlink's great. Which one? Starlink. Oh, okay. Yes. Great. The rural internet. Yes. The rural in internet. In Canada. Fantastic. I You're not in on it? Uh, no. I, I, I really want to, I, I don't know. I, this is where I get absolutely canceled by internet culture. I, I just, I am not as- <laughs> Oh, I, now Andrew's complaining against cancel culture. <laughs> no, I'm just predicting it happening. I'm just not as sold on the Elon Musk train as everyone else. I don't know. Well, fair. Yeah. He's, he's a smarter boy than I am. That's all I know. Great. Um, I, so obviously we're, we're going to be getting into Little Nightmares in a little bit, but yeah. before we do that, I want to talk about another game, which is oh, a game no. that you started last week that you spoke about a little bit last week, and it's Hitman 3. Yeah. Do you have any updates on that? I, for us. Well, I, unprompted, I'm really glad you brought that up because that was the next thing I wanted to talk oh, about. Nice. I finished Hitman 3. Oh, really? I don't know if I put that much time into it. All of a sudden it was like, you know, like, and then I walked away from the assassin game or whatever it was. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's good. So I guess we're gonna freelance some stuff. And he's like, bye-bye. And he just walks away. And I'm like, oh no, the game's over. How many, how many like set piece missions are there? Five? That's six? It? Not not a lot. Wait, and doesn't each one only take like an hour and a half? Uh, yeah, something like that. Now it's we, more about the replayability. Though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now we fair, talked fair. about it and it's also every game. And then there's now sniper missions right. and there is like, you Wait, know, but that's not fair to uh, say that the game, like that, like to like for them to sell you on a full game and just be like, but you also got the last two. <laughs> I, yeah. That was kind of weird. Cause right. if you've been playing every one of them, you're yeah. like, yeah, I know. Uh, for me, it's like, great. <laughs> you know, like I, sure. I can't wait to go back and play them. Um, 
But yeah, the replayability is a huge factor in this. I can't believe there was only so many missions. Yeah. Like, just like... Have you have you gone back to, to replay any? Not yet. I will. It, that'll be this week because I literally just finished it and went, oh, okay, well, huh. I guess I'm okay. uh, done with this story arc, which to be honest is the most disappointing part of this anyway. Is it really? Oh, I heard some of the reviews talking about how it's like actually a really interesting story. I guess you've had to play every game because they're they're really leaning on the fact that you need to know who everybody is. How oh, weird. Uh, I always like thought that D- it was like, like... Dina Thrushbush or whatever her what? name is. What? Uh, Excuse me? Mikey, do not give this game too much credit, okay? <laughs> and uh, You know, thrush is, is a form of like a uh, like a yeast infection, kind of. I didn't know that. So thrushbush means... So maybe it's not that. Someone needs some... Uh, what do they call it? Firebush? I don't know what her name is. No, that would be another yeah, weird that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. Who cares? And... Uh, she there the, the last mission that I remember actually the last mission is probably the mission that come should come first. It's a very linear one. It's on a train, so you're going car to car, either on the sides or on the top or through I like the that. car. And it's, I love a good train mission. Who doesn't like train stuff? I know. Uh, Snowpiercer, train sure, movie, sure. I gotta watch a TV show. But even just missions on like in video games that take place on a train, hundred percent. Always a fan. Always good. And so it's really good because it's kind of straightforward to go like, oh, there's many ways to skin this cat. Let's just get through here. And it really should be first because it's also one of the simpler ones. Mm-hmm. And so could explain to you pretty quickly oh, what true, you're supposed to do. True. Um, like here, there's two guys in the cabin, but you could go over top the cabin or you could, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I thought that was really good. But the one, the last kind of major mission where I think you, I don't know, d- disavow yourself from the company or whatever is, uh, you hand in your two week resignation. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You have to go to HR. You have to yeah. go Stacy in HR. Your uh, exit interview. You just wrap someone in, in <laughs> I was going to say potato wire. Yeah. Potato piano wire. wire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> piano wire. <laughs> That's what runs the rural internet in Ireland. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting game, but you're at a vineyard and it's kind of like this, like very fancy, like billionaire party where they're at a vineyard, of course. And, but then there's also workers. And so like, it allows you to like actually make one, be a, be a security guard, be a worker that's working in the fields, be a tux person, be a, you know, like. And is that, is that why he ends up leaving the game for good? Cause he realizes his passion for winemaking. Yeah, he does. He owns a vineyard now. <laughs> South, South France. That's incredible. Um, Every I, bottle of wine has two barcodes on it. <laughs> one which you scan to buy it and the other, which just identifies what it is. It's truly the most confusing wine to buy because it's just a barcode and people try to scan that. And they're like, what the hell? Um, who's Derek? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting game. I, I can't wait to go back and play, um, some of the different ways I could have, you know, gone through those levels. And yeah. like, instead of like, cause I literally, that vineyard level that I was going to get to here is that like, I just was like planning the whole thing. I'm like, okay, so if I, you know, if I rupture this uh, vat of wine, then they'll come down and be very confused. And then maybe I can like get her from sure. there and stuff like that. And so I'm planning it and I'm like standing on like a rail and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to say, and then all of a sudden I look over and it's just my target alone standing next to me. And we like stared at each other for a good eight seconds before I was like, <laughs> uh, and they're like, what? And I'm like, uh, uh, and I just shot them in the head and I was like, uh, and threw their body over the rail and then walked away. And I was like, okay. That's how all of my missions in the Hitman franchise end. It's yeah. just like, I have this well thought out plan and then it ends with me just shooting everyone in the face and running and throwing them and running, throwing them into a, like a bathroom or something like that. And then walking away. And well, I'll take a little number two. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. Yeah. I, I put a to, lot of time. I killed them in the, the bathroom and I'm like, 
Eh. And I pull down my pants, go to number two. <laughs> I wait. Someone's in here. Couple people actually. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually on that level too. I was running out of the vineyard because I'm like, oh, I won, and I was like, and I just took a gun. I was shooting it in the air <laughs> and running away. <laughs> and I'm like, stop me now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a really fun game because it is also like you know something we reward games on the retrograde for is you know just being a relatively unique experience. Right. And that kind of idea for a game is still relatively unique. You know, it, it could totally have lent into more of a shooting spy game, more of like a Metal Gear Solid. Right. And it didn't. It still was like, hey, try not to use your gun. Try not to kill anyone you don't have to. If it, if it did, then I'd be less interested. Did you ever play the Dishonored games? No, I did not. Those were fantastic games. And they walked that fine line of like, if you wanted to wreak havoc and kill everyone and, and just use all your powers for evil, you could. Right. Or the better way to play it was to sort of stealth your way through. And that's one of the few games that have a stealth element and a and a fatality element, mm-hmm. unlike Mortal Kombat, where <laughs> I Best found- of all time. I found, of all time. Of all time. Where I found a way to play it that felt right. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like by the end of each level, it, I was erupting into chaos. Because they gave right. you good mechanics to escape unseen rather than engage. And that balance of finding your way through and knowing there was always some danger around every corner just felt so fucking good. Those games were phenomenal. Mm. I'd love to go back and play those. I think we're getting pretty close to being able to play them on the retrograde, probably. Yeah, honestly. Right? Well, um, yeah, the original Dishonored was not too long after Bioshock, honestly. I, like, ooh. if I'm remembering correctly... Uh, it was a great game. And Dishonored 2 uh, tried to do a lot. It felt a little bit too similar to Dishonored 1, yeah. so I didn't spend as much time with it. But yeah. um, I'm be curious, Andrew. You're, I'm be curious. My name is Be Curious. You're part of Black Eyed Peas. Yes, I'm be curious. Exactly. <laughs> um, You're the drummer. <laughs> it's, honestly, the weird thing is, is when you said that, I was like, is that actually one yeah. of their names? Wait, it could like, be. Was for a young guitar? <laughs> Will I am. I'm Be Curious. Uh, Will I am be curious? The uh, no, I want to know because you started playing Death Stranding. I did, and you haven't oh, talked yeah. about it much. <laughs> yeah, are you kind of done with it? Is it has it played its course? No, I, now that I'm kind of done with Hitman, I'm going to go back to it. I just had this like level where I got stuck, and then it took all the momentum out of right, it. Right, and I was like, and now so it's like a real effort to go back and do stuff. It's kind of like what you hear stories about Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. where you're like. Wait, what happened? That just game kind of shut down on me and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. This is on me, so I just got to go back and play it. But I think I will this week now that uh, Hitman's over, um, which was a nice little respite from uh, Death Stranding. You know what? That kind of game seems like something that I do want to play. Yeah. Like Hitman, that that sort of pacing of it and that that level of, of interest of, of playing a different kind of game, yeah. especially after Death Stranding, like I need something new. I If, if I knew how fucking long this game was, Oh, I don't think I would Dude, I'm like, I'm 70 hours in at this point, and I'm in the eighth chapter out of 14. And I've talked about this. I haven't played the game in over a week now because I'm just at wits. How much time do I have to spend with this game? I because love I'm chasing the mechanics. Oh, and Andrew just died, I'm actually. sorry about that. I'm chasing the dragon that is Overwatch back in my life, right? It, honestly, and it's, it's looming. <laughs> it is a big dragon that's hanging out there, and I'm doing my best not to play it. Right. By the way, I told a story last week about how I was late for important business, which was to play video games, <laughs> because I was playing Overwatch. So I was late to play I had Overwatch. a video game meeting. Right, and the person, I didn't know the person about whom that story was, uh, listen to this podcast. Oh. And I got a message from that person saying, oh, so you weren't eating dinner. And I was like, fuck. Oh, God damn yeah. it. Yeah. I'm very lucky that no one that loves me listens to this podcast. So mm. I can lie all the time. I don't even have a player one. <laughs> I'm not saying this person loves me. 
which is weird. No, no, they I'm should. not saying that. They Care, should. Cares or knows me. How about that in real life? How about it's, that? It's bizarre that they don't, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. how do more people not? I, how do Andrew? more people love you? Yeah. I think everyone that, that meets you loves you, Mikey. Oh. Then where are they in my life? These D-pads out in the ether that don't really maybe <laughs> possibly exist. Well, or they, haven't, they haven't met me. I think that's <laughs> yeah, the problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so I, I don't know. I do I do want to finish off uh, Death Stranding just so that that's off my bucket list. Right. But right now it feels like a chore that's left over that I, I haven't done. When, so 70 hours. When is the last time you've put that much time into a video game? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, Overwatch. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I was going to take um, that honestly, one away. Maybe, maybe Red Dead 2. Oh, wow. Like, I put a lot of hours into Red Dead 2. I don't think it took me seven hours to beat that game. I think the reason why I haven't finished it is because I've been... Spe- like, I get really bunged up by the side missions. <laughs> and You're all bunged I'm up. I'm all bunged up by the side oh, missions, and man. then the game ends up being shitty. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and it's weird because I do with these games have so many moments where I genuinely love it, especially Death Stranding. I remember texting you and being like, it's when you first got into Death yeah. Stranding, and yeah. I was like, I find myself playing this game and thinking, I'm so happy that I get to play this game right. for the next hour or two. And that feeling is gone from here now. And yeah, the joy. And the joy is gone. Yeah. Because there's just too much. I like didn't, every great relationship. Yeah. The joy just fades out of it. Right. And you were telling me you were telling me all about that and your relationship. No, I wasn't. Yeah, no, no, you were saying oh, all. Oh, she doesn't listen. It's okay. okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Because no one who loves you listens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you were saying, you were saying some like big apocryphal stuff of like saying like, you know, it's now like somewhere in my top all time game list. Yeah, no, it felt and, that way. And for I'm a like, long time. wow. And you know, and absolutely. And that's why, you know, we always try and watch out like, you know, and in anything to go like before something's finished to go like this is one of the best of all time and then you get to the end and you're like oh fuck never well, mind like so, Game of Thrones if oh sure said sure season four you're like is this one of the best TV shows of all time you're like absolutely it's on its way right. for sure and then by the end no one is gonna say that well is it so oh, man it's a good question I think elements of Game of Thrones were some of the best television I've ever seen yeah but as an overall package it isn't and my question was yeah. gonna be if I'm already having these reservations about Death Stranding yeah don't be late. Is it? Wait, don't what? Don't be late for your reservation. Oh, or you should call ahead. Remember reservation? Well, one reservation opened up. Oh, did it? Yeah, because the guy who had it died. Oh, he died. Yeah, so he has um, no reservations anymore. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Are you talking about Anthony Bourdain? Oh, what? that's such a that's bummer. That's who it was? Oh, no. That bummed me out. <laughs> okay, I'll be over here for a bit. Okay. Well, he's on his beach somewhere if we're, if we're thinking about Death Stranding. Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, no, I think... I think you have to get to an end, its end, yeah. whatever it decides, and, and, and then, then make judge the it as a whole yeah. product. You yeah. know, especially you, when you're talking about best of all time. Oh, yeah. Because it could still be like one of my favorites, but not best of all time. Like exactly. it's just up there with, with even, even if I didn't finish the game, uh, it would be up there as like one of the greatest gaming experiences See, I've had. See, uh, that's a thing. But it's still yet to be determined whether right. it sticks the landing well. Yeah, like I would say like Lost Season 1 is the, one of the best I agree. seasons of I television agree. I, I ever I totally watched. agree. But when I look at it as a whole, I'm like, well... Yeah. Eh. When you look at it On as the whole. a whole... Yeah, look at it as a whole... That's how I get by it, by swearing, because no swearing on this show. <laughs> no, we never do that. Yeah. Um, so so that that is to say I will report back on Death Stranding. <laughs> but right, right now, being 70 hours in, it feels a little bit like a nightmare that I can't wake up from. Uh-oh. And that's not a little nightmare. Uh, it's a big one? That's a big one. But this week, we're talking yeah. about little nightmares. Okay. Two. Two. That should be the theme of February. 
is just the twos. twos. The twos. Yeah. Speaking of being bunged up. Oh my God. Little Nightmare 2. Yeah. I'm so excited. So you, are you, like, I know that you didn't play, you've told me that you didn't play the first one. No. Uh, do you, were you familiar with it? No, I actually am not. And even when we pulled up the cover art to do the download and do the whole thing, I was like, no, I don't know what this is. Yeah. It's interesting because it wasn't, I mean, it, I would say this game most closely resembles a 3D version of Limbo. Mm, um, okay. where, where it's kind of this nightmaric atmosphere and it's not black and white, but you're going through these areas that are really just disturbed and, and very artistic and ominous. Everything just feels like it's wrong and out of place. Right. Very much like a dream or a nightmare. It's like, you'll see something and then the way that it comes onto screen or, or reveals itself right. is very, uh, it, 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 it gives you enough to think this is normal and then okay. something is different and then like someone will come on and, and his hand will be there but then his hand kind of reaches out and it's like a little bit too long and then it reaches out again and it's really long and you're right. like this thing you thought you had a familiarity with morphs itself into something grotesque ah. uh, in a really like what's the opposite of satisfying but like in a like a gross mm. way almost it just m makes you question everything you see okay yeah so that's that's the first one obviously I haven't played the second one yet but what surprised me was how popular this or how anticipated the release of Little Nightmares 2 was because huh. I played number one and I loved it. And it's by no means a retro game. It came out in 2017, okay. but it was good. It was very good, but I didn't really hear anyone talking about it all that much. Right. Um, this one, though, there was a lot of hype behind. And now that it's come out, like like we're recording on the day that it's it's been released. Mm hmm everyone is talking about this game. Wow. It's, 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 that's what kind of made us realize we had to take a, take a look at it. Mm -hmm. um, I actually think that you're really going to take to it. Ooh. Uh, and the reason I say yeah, that well, yeah. is, is because you kind of like those story driven games similar to like a walk. Like there's, there is almost an Edith Finch vibe to this mm. as well, where it's, it's slow and plotting, but this is a little bit more platformer heavy. Right. Uh, and very creepy. Not necessarily pop-out scares, but like Tim Burton creepy. The atmosphere. Where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other games that you may have played that have been like it. See, I, and I like games that are scary like that. I like games that are scary atmospherically yeah. and not like, look how gross this monster is. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, it's pretty gross, but like, I'd rather be scared when I walk away and look in a mirror and go, ah, oh Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh my God. And it has those weird things like, did you play Limbo? Did you play that I game? I did play Limbo. So you know how sometimes like, you know, it... it it looks like a child's cartoon basically. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, when you, when you play it, like some of the death animations are very grotesque, like right. just, just very violent. Mm -hmm. This kind of has that same vibe where some things will happen. And you know, you play a six year old girl in a raincoat or sorry, a nine year old girl in a raincoat named, named six. six. Yeah. There yeah you go, six, yeah. the nine year old. Oh my God. Nice. That is a really nice combination. That's a real nice comp. Yeah. Cause you love the nine years. Um, how did you do that? Sorry. You said it. <laughs> what? And then turned it around to me and went, this is about you. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm like teflon baby oh boy. um uh it's it's so so it looks kind of innocent but then what the situations you find yourself in especially when it comes to like a death animation mm. or you bet you being captured just seems so gross and sinister right um the game is kind of centered around this theme of childhood and the darkness around childhood mm -hmm. and there's this element of hunger and i'd love to have done more reading into what the first game kind of meant and was about. But to me, it wasn't about saying anything specific and was okay. more just about a feeling. And that's what this game does really well is evokes this emotion and this sense of trepidation. Um, almost like if you hadn't read into something like Edith Finch, you know how it just kind of mm -hmm. filled you with this feeling of like, almost like perversion for being where you shouldn't be. Yeah. 
yeah. that there's kind of something similar to this. Which also adds the scariness of you're like, I'm not supposed to be here right yes. now. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I like that. And you're in this game, you're, 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 you're performing an escape anyway. And it's, so it kind of has that feeling of everywhere you are, you're not supposed to be there. Right. Yes. Um, so like I said, it came out in 2017. It was April of 2017. And you asked before we started to record to kind of describe what the game was about. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to describe because okay. the pacing is slow. There are platforming elements. It's also horror, but there is some exploration. Wikipedia describes it as a puzzle platformer horror adventure game. Oh boy. Which just seems like that's almost as much of a mouthful as our uh, our award that we give out to the best of the best games, the Chevy Silverado, Like a Rock, Dwayne Johnson and Johnson, a family company trophy, Hall of Fame trophy. Oh, wow, you did it. I just did it without you having to it. look at it. Oh my god. That it's, is impressive. Oh, that's incredible. I'm really I'm really excited to play this racing fighting Metrovoid Metrovania <laughs> game. That uh yeah, like it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's it's one of those games. It's uh it's a uh, uh it, it's downloadable, uh, so it's like on Xbox Live Arcade. I think it's on it's on the PlayStation, it's on PC and Steam, so it's and Nintendo Switch as well. So it's on any platform you want to play it. Uh for us it's thirty-five dollars Canadian. So, you know, it's obviously not gonna be a seventy hour game like no. Death Stranding yeah. was, but it is going to be potent, I think. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's a little bit more fleshed out than like a more generic game, but uh, but it's obviously what, not a triple A. What were some of your favorite downloadable kind of bite-sized games that you've played? We've really talked about a lot of them on this podcast. Yeah, but- it, they, I, I always go back to like more walking simulator games yeah. that were like 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. Um, like Edith Finch, like Firewatch. Gone like Home. Gone Home. Yeah. Yeah, those are all like really good. Like, and the lasting, like, my goodness, the story is so like lasting on you. Like it's incredible. That's why I'm always so amazed that there are these, you know, hundred hour games out there because some of the most impactful games that I've played have been 10 to 12 hours. That's true. But you know, there are like, yeah, I would, you're right. They're, they're probably rarer for the big games to leave an impression on you like that. But then there's also like the big games that have left an impression on me as well. Right. Like Bioshock or even Red Dead or Left of Us 2. Left, 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 left of, of Us. us. Ooh, wow, left for I- Dead of Us. Man, that is the combination. That I never the, know I needed. Exactly. That HBO, get at us. Get at us. Actually, delete this. Don't put this out. <laughs> we got to get to the the trademark office. Um, but Last of Us Two, you know that that ending and stuff like that's really really stayed with me. Yeah. Um. So it's there. It, it's harder to do it, I think, because it's just so muddled of a story to right. like throw a bunch at you. Where instead, in a ten to twelve hour game, it's clear and concise, and they go, "Here it is." Yeah. You know? exactly. Just put it at you, you and it, it feels like no moments are wasted, and yeah. and that's what I felt in the first one. Um, but I will say about the first one that it it. I wanted another Limbo and I didn't quite get it. It mm. didn't grab me in the way that that Limbo did. Okay. And a lot of those other 10 to 12 hour games do. Even Inside, which I think is sort of a lesser version of Limbo. It's made by the same company. Right. Didn't grab me in the same way that Limbo did. But this one, um, in terms of reception, it was an overall, and this is another one of the reasons why I was surprised people were so excited about it, 81% Metacritic score. Oh. So it's kind of more of a cult classic, okay. I think. Um and that kind of surprised me. There, there wasn't as much in it that that uh, that kept me expecting there to be um, uh, enough to warrant a sequel. But yet here we are, about to play it. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Like I, I, I'm you know, as we always say on this podcast, I'm always so excited to go back and play the games that I maybe never got a chance to play. And this one sounds like it's right down our alley and right down our alley for February. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. going to be spooky, and we're going to play it again in the oh, same room boy. that we played uh, uh, Maiden. Last week yeah. on our Mushroom Club, made in being the uh, the demo for uh, Resident for Evil Resident Village. Evil Village, uh, and we'll see. We were that spooked us. Maybe this will spook Ooh, us as well. God, okay. 
Here we go. I'm, I'm so excited to play this. Let's do it. All right. So, so we're going to get there. Uh, before we do, though, just to explain what's about to happen, uh, what we usually do is take a little bit of a break. And we're going to play the game. We're going to play you some of that audio. Then we're going to come back. Because neither of us have played Little Nightmares mm-hmm. 2, mm-hmm. we're going to rate the game as we think we would have thought uh, 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 rated it back if we were playing it as kids, if it were a retro game, and then rate it again as it stands up in the modern day against the likes of modern games like Death Stranding and Hitman. Uh, so there you go. And we also want to give a quick shout out to uh, ANC Games. Yeah. Uh, ANC Games, obviously this game is, is downloadable so they didn't provide us with this game, but they are our sponsor on this podcast. They usually provide us with all the games that we play. Uh, so ANC Games, located in Toronto, they're a locally run video game company, obviously by local in these times. If you can, you can find yeah. them at AC Games Online or located in Toronto at 452 Spadina Avenue. I literally almost said Electric Avenue. Oh, and that would have gotten us sued. Oh my goodness. At um, 452 Electric Avenue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Electric Blue. That's what um, the court is. Uh, and the last thing to go before we uh, take a break to play mm. the games, uh, we do want to give a shout out to the Mushroom Club over yes. at patreon.com slash the Mushroom Club. All our shroomies over there. All of our shroom heads, bro. Yeah. That's where we release uh, typically two to three bonus episodes per month. We have a lot of fun with them. They don't follow the same structure as, yeah. as, the, uh, as the usual episodes that we have. No, but you know, they usually do follow the same theme. So it's February. So yeah. obviously we're doing scary things over at the Mushroom Club as well. Right. Um, and so we're going to play you a little teaser of what is coming up this week. It's going to uh, be a good one. Uh, it's going to be a good I, one. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We've actually it. got a, two more for the rest of the seasons or the this month. So yeah. if, if all you want to do is check it out for a month, it's $5 uh, American, American currency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so give us, uh, <laughs> give us a shout there. So we will uh, see you guys on the other side of this. Enjoy the gameplay. And if you haven't yet, maybe pause it and play the game for yourself if you plan on it. I think that's a great idea. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. See ya. Bye. <laughs> All right, so you ready to play this game? I'm ready to play this game. So, now, do you uh, know what we're getting into? Like, what I are we doing? All I know is that this game is basically about trying to survive the night in a horror situation. Uh, February is a scary month, so they're allowing uh, on PlayStation Plus God, this game. the title's card was just a pop-out scare. This is game is going to suck. <laughs> it just went like a, a stormy night and went, Not till dawn! And you're like, God damn it, <laughs> fucking hell. I like that the phone... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Fuck, why is there an animal it's in a there? It's awesome! Ah! Oh, what the fuck? Someone's Jesus Christ, dude. Little nightmares. Little nightmares. What's the worst nightmare you've ever had? Oh, I don't know. I don't dream a lot. Really? Yeah. You don't have any dreams, aspirations, goals? No. No, I just keep waking up, just live my life, grind, <laughs> daily grinds. Uh, you know, got to get that bread, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I get it. I get yeah. it. I dream about bread. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I just can't get it. And that's tough because you're gluten-free. It's so gluten. <laughs> it's full of gluten, baby. Why? What's your worst nightmare of all time? This is going to sound weird. Oh, uh, boy. I'm going to I'm gonna make this as, as painless as possible. But I dreamt that oh, I had, wow. like, these weird seeds growing out of my head. Like, they looked like strawberry seeds. Okay. And... And they gave me this really itchy feeling. And every time I thought about that vision of them, vision, oh, WandaVision, yeah. uh, for like the next two years of my life, my head would get this inescapable like itchiness, like a, like a visceral like queasiness. Oh my goodness. Even to this day, if I think about it, I, I like have to scratch my head. And right now I'm trying really hard not to scratch my head. <laughs> Did you have bed bugs or something? No, oh. nothing. Wow. I just had uh, little people coming in and chewing on my head. <laughs> You know, throw strawberries at me. So I'm curious to see what your reaction is going to be because it is a very unique game. Uh, Press X to start. What do you think? Should we do it? Let's take a vote from the the listeners. Okay, wait for the poll to finish. And they said Y. Okay, press Y. Um, Because I said so. X, baby. (laughs) All 
right. Oh, we got okay, an agreement to go through. If you're a resident of Germany, okay. <laughs> if you're a resident of Switzerland. Copyright policy. Copyright owners are agents of copyright owners. <laughs> Mandatory. Binding arbitration. <laughs> to the fullest extent permitted by applicable law. <laughs> you and BNEA. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge and agree. <laughs> if you reside in any other location, any dispute between the parties arising or relating to this agreement oh, will I was, be governing by this agreement I was and wondering. the laws of France without yeah. giving a... Fo- wow. And the but, laws of France? Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but given the laws of any conflicts and laws of principles... <laughs> To contact BNEI, please follow the process described on our support page. <sighs> Located at... Do you want me to is, call them? What is that? HTTP... Is that a colon or a semicolon? Looks like a colon. So I'll call them right now. Okay, yeah. See, let's just see what they have to say. Uh, 90618, or is that a postal code? Call their postal code. Is that a European phone number or a postal code? <laughs> honestly, they look I exactly honestly the can't same. tell anymore. Okay, so here's the brightness thing. Adjust the slider uh, here until we go. the Classic. eye is barely visible. We talk about this on every February Every episode. February. If so you, now it's so we just put it to where it's barely visible, and I'm going up three from there. If you do it while it's barely visible, you're a cop. You are a cop for <laughs> sure. Or a God. narc. Or a narc. Yeah, you've got strong cop narc energy. <laughs> okay, Little Nightmare 2 accesses data periodically. Well, that doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> accesses your personal data periodically. <laughs> Feel free to enter your sin now. <laughs> is this going to be spooky like Resident Evil is spooky? Maybe. Oh, Very atmospheric. I know. It's, I just turned the lights off. And I, oh, and Andrew's taking his shirt off. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no? Oh. 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 I mean. This game got a lot less fun. There is a pause button. <laughs> okay, so rather than playing as uh, Six, the nine-year-old, uh, we are playing as Someone in a bag head. Yeah, somebody that used to go to like a, a bad sports team. Wow, the graphics are incredible. They are amazing. They are so beautiful. So we wake up in the middle of a forest and there's a TV next to us. Okay. And some TVs scattered throughout the forest too. I'm wondering if this is a dream. Oh, I wonder. No seeds out of heads yet, but... This is... <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's wearing the bag, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's fertilizing it. Okay. Okay, so there's a gap. I think we have to jump over it. Oh, you bought some blue jeans. Okay, <laughs> so there's little cages and TVs and stuff like that as well. They're just discarded. It's oh. interesting because it the TVs are cages because there's a TV that's kind of angled to the side and it is a cage. Oh yeah. It does look like a, yeah, you're right with the Tim Burton thing. It looks like Coraline or something. It does. It does. Like it looks like a CGI animated. Oh boy. That's a lot of dead bodies. There's a lot of dead bodies in a bag that's hanging from a tree. And there's just a bunch of shoes underneath them. And so the training is doing, this is, you know, it's, it's the first little bit, but it's Mm. a training mechanism, obviously. Now it's one of those situations where it doesn't actually show you what it is. You just have to kind of figure it out, which I always like. It's like, I'll I'll get there. Don't worry. There's a pile of bodies that are tied up and there's a lot of flies. Like they've been dead for a long time. How do you know they've been dead a long time? Where were you on the night of... Oh, no, no, wait. No, I need an alibi. I was recording a podcast. Like, he's like, he was not recording a podcast. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's all the flies and stuff like that. And it really is, like, kind of an adorable style of animation, except for the music, atmosphere, lights, and dead bodies. It looks great, but yeah. it's somber. This is one of those situations, so uh, underneath the, the bag of bodies, yep. as there usually is underneath a bag of bodies, there was a bunch of shoes. bunch of shoes. So I grabbed one of the shoes, and I've been carrying it with me and throwing it up the ledges, and I'm like, am I supposed to have this with me? I'm just going to let it go. Don't think so. So I think we're escaping something now. And this is what I love about games like this is you kind of spend most of your time 
trying to figure out where you even are or yeah. what the story is. This forest looks a lot like the forest in Limbo as well. Okay. Yeah, so there's little boxes and a little more traps in the distance you can see that you can't access, uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, even though, like we said, even though you're going just left and right, yeah. it gives you this sense that there is a lot more in the foreground and background. Whoops. Oh, so, shit. Uh-oh, Indiana Jones moment. Tree rolling. Tree rolling, and I have to hold square to sprint. Oh boy, you better hurry the fuck up. It is doing a very good job of making me oh. think that I'm just about to get hit. And yes. then it, the whole time I'm like, oh, I didn't sprint fast enough. <laughs> and then it just cut the log kind of just backs off a little bit. And then as you reach the very end, oh, it a hits noose. a tree. A noose. Cool. So I think you have to go up there and swing off the noose, don't you? Maybe I can walk up the tree. Oh, you can. You can. Nice. Okay, so, so you can walk through the... It's the, playing with the foreground and background. Mm -hmm. Basically, there's a noose that looks impossible to reach. I climb up a little tree to grab it. So far, none of the puzzles are particularly hard but it's just teaching you some of the different physics elements and puzzle elements that you're likely i think to get into not scary but atmospheric not scary there is dark things happening so it looks like you'll be able to climb that see eh? this is so cool i didn't know that you could use the right thumbstick to look up or down like to kind of change the camera yeah and right as i stand on this a wooden bridge and as we talked about uh -oh. in our alan wake episode wooden bridges they're bad very news. precarious bad news um and not precocious, which nope. is even worse. Oh, yeah, um, supposedly. It, it looks like I'm like, I guess I just have to jump down. And just out of, as a reflex, I press down on the joystick and the camera goes down. Yeah, there you go, look around. Okay, so Mikey's going to try and make this style jump, I think. No? Oh, you're not going to try and jump. But I was going to see if you could jump and like catch it halfway or something. Oh, like oh, I see. No, I, I thought I'd die. I'm, I'm facing a broken bridge and Andrew says, why don't you just try to jump across it? And that's, that's a real Andrew suggestion. Honestly? Yeah. It is. <laughs> I ain't gonna fight you on that. Uh-oh, more shoes. Oh, there's there's a little trip wire here, too. Oh, I see it. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Oh, and there's the death animation, and I died. Okay, so we're starting. I think we have to throw the shoe at the trip wire. Shoe at the trip wire. Got it. It's a it's a typical shoe at the trip wire style puzzle. Oh, there you go. So oh, Andrew did Jesus. it. Oh, and it... <laughs> Andrew, the, the counterweight to the tripwire <laughs> almost fell on Andrew. He thought he was being so smart, but it missed that, him by that much. It would have been Carell. great, especially in real life, as I would have gone, ha, ha, stupid, and then got crushed by a log. <laughs> it's getting darker. It's getting dark. Oh, you're going to hit a trap. Oh, there's a trap there? There's a trap. I oh. saw it. Andrew didn't see it. Probably because it's getting dark. Yeah. I was singing Bob Dylan, and Andrew was stepping in traps. There, there are traps kind of littered all over the place, and you, so it, it's not really hard to avoid them as oh, long as you see where they are, uh, or you're Andrew. Shut up. Um, <laughs> see, this person put a stick in that one. Ooh. Smart. Can you grab the stick? So there's, oh, cool. So there's a, uh, another trap blocking your way. <laughs> so you took a stick out. Of, like, that's genius game design. Yeah. There's a stick in a trap. There's a trap blocking your way. You take the stick out of the trap, put it in the other mm -hmm. uh, thing. And that's a mechanic that we're not familiar with because it hasn't shown it to us yet. And we just assumed that's probably something we can do. What do you think? Something in these leaves? Gotta or? be something in the leaves. Okay. So no, no, keep, keep, keep doing it because there's leaves it. covering the ground. And when you hit them, the leaves disappear. But I think there's something under one of them. There you go. That's fucking cool. That's really well designed. Yeah, that was really awesome. Now, Andrew, how often do you find that you're waking up in forests with a bag over your head. Oh my God, more than I'd want to is, count. Is that, why you're, dime. is that why you're dealing with this so well? Yeah, I think I'm... Uh-oh, a house. I think I'm handling this pretty well yeah. because of my experience of bag overhead forest time. Yeah, and, and we originally started this podcast and, and one of the first things I said to you is, Andrew, I respect so much your ability to make it through a forest with a bag on your head. Thank you, and I appreciate it. And I really do. You know, if your experience can mean anything to anybody... You hope that it will help people in the future, right? And I think now is a good time to announce our new sponsor on the podcast, uh, Brown Paper Bag Company. <gasps> really? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so now this is very typical of what I remember. We just made our way into a cabin, and you're now making your way through this cabin, and something just seems off. I think there's a there's a a cooking pot, but there's like a hand next to it. Is that a hand or is it a chicken? Uh, I don't know. And there's there's something about the proportions in this game that yeah. just they're unsettling. You're a bit too small, and everything else yeah. is a bit too big. You're just too little to be a child, and like and to be this like coordinated, right? But it probably, like, when I think back to being a kid, how big everything else was compared to me, it kind of makes sense. Whoa, somebody's... Or something playing a music box in the other room, but there's a lot of hooks. Like, how fucked up do you have to be as a human being to design a game like this? Yeah, I think you just draw, and there's something carved on the wall, too. They're like, I just picture, like, a meeting where the game designers are just sitting around a table, like, and we just, we need a concept for a new room. And they're like, should we call Carl? And they call (laughs) Carl, and it's like, Carl, what's up? Hello. Do you have any new ideas? What about uh, a music machine with hooks hanging from the ceiling and yeah, you're just a little bit too small? Uh, you know you know what? I love music boxes in, <laughs> alone in a room. And you're like, uh-huh. That's perfect. Carl, you're giving us exactly what we Did you have for. any dreams last night? Yeah, I woke up with a paper bag on my head in the middle of a forest. It was a real Andrew Bascom situation. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you, no, the other one, what I really like about the story is there's cracks in it and that's why they're showing you what's on the other side. Because you can kind of see what's on the other side. That's, that's very, really very cool. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Andrew, that's really fucking cool. I brought it up. Yeah, I know, and it's cool. All right, so we got an axe. Let's go pull a shining and break through that through that door. His little body dragging the axe. Yeah, it's very creepy. You can barely lift the axe. The thing's vibrating, by the way. Oh, the controller's vibrating. Nice dual sense, baby. Oh, that's a huge. That's a kid playing the music box. I thought it was like a toy monkey. And as soon as you hit the door with the axe, the kid scampers away. Oh my goodness! Hello, little child. Oh, and there's little notches on the wall. Oh, like how many days he's been there? It's like a prison. I would say if you're trying to befriend this little kid, take the bag off your head. That might be a good start. Yeah, but maybe the maybe what's under the bag is more terrifying. Yeah, it's true. If he looks anything like you. Mm-hmm. Wow, the mean. <laughs> All right, so we're chasing after this little kid. Probably not what you do in a situation like this. Well, I mean, Andrew, you're pretty good at chasing kids, but like most people. What? Oh, shit. Oh, for the love of fucking God. There's like, they're not human they're like wax that kid's got his eyes stuck oh out. this is creepy there's a family eating at a dinner table but like they're not so right they also <laughs> the kid ain't right andrew they, oh, that's a classic bobby hill situation like they do a really good job of like using room changes to scare you yeah because like who knows what's gonna come and then you change the room and you're like oh people oh no weird people ew weird people yeah like it's three reactions in one so the kid is now asking for your help he's grabbed yeah. onto the thing that pulls the uh door down to the attic and he wasn't heavy enough to pull it. So now he's asking for you to, uh, for, for him to boost you up so that you can grab onto it. And then he's going to grab onto you. Yeah. So the two of you together. And all my dreams end up where the solution is teamwork. Oh, somebody's walking around. Someone's coming around. And you can see a padlock on the door. So that's why we're not exiting the house. Ah, I gotcha. Hey, my guy might want to get upstairs with me. What I love about this, so this reminds me of Dark Souls in a weird way because so much of the story that you learn is is told based on atmosphere and environment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's probably a ton about this family that we could tell about the house or whomever lives here just by looking at clues in the environment. Like, what does that sewing machine mean? What does yeah. the family mean? Why is why is the kid here? Why is the padlock? What's in the attic? What's in the max? What's in the box? What's in the box? And okay. there are some bodies wrapped there in bags. There are some for bodies. Sure. Something tells me that the person who lives in this cabin is the reason for the bags of bodies in the forest. Oh, you think so? Eh? He's a shoe collector, I think. He's a shoe collector? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's just, listen, the, <laughs> the only, only way, way to get I know people how to shoes. collect these shoes 
It's by murdering people and taking them. I have so many Jordans. I don't want to kill them. I just need their shoes. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, now it falls off. Sweet. Ah. So a cool little thing. Yeah. Uh, as a typical, like a Mario style puzzle. Right. Um, an orphan child who's just been imprisoned turns a crank, which you got from a, uh, a seemingly dead body mm-hmm. uh, made out of stuffing. Yeah. Uh, you put the crank into the shaft. Yeah. Uh, the kid Uh-oh. hoists it. A dead body falls down. You climb on the dead body. Yeah. He uncranks it. You jump from the dead body right. to grab a key from a meat hook, yeah. uh, which is holding up all the other dead bodies in the yeah. room. And now I think you go escape um, a John Wayne Gacy style situation. Just like a typical Mario kind of puzzle. Here's the thing. Can video games please stop using these tropes? Can they please? Are there new any new ideas left in video games? This is this is what God. I thought. Dead bodies from hooks. Like I, I get it. I've seen Saw. I know this puzzle. Yeah, we got to team up with Prisoner Child from Basement to go save. <laughs> K- you know, and obviously the the stuffed family we need to worry about. God. Yeah. Uh, so we've escaped. So we're out of the house now. And that's the game. <laughs> and wow, it's over, huh? You're in a little bit of a tannery. You're, a tannery. You're- so whoever's living here is very self sufficient. Survives only on shoes and strangers. Oh, God, oh, that person's now we see alive. The, we see him. He's tearing something apart. Uh, we're assuming an animal carcass. So we're, we're sneaking around in the background looking for some help here. Oh, I can. you can hold his hand. That's so cute. That is cute. The little orphan buddy, you can hold his hand. I, you better wash it afterwards. So I don't know where he's been. If we are five feet tall, that thing is 30 feet tall. 50 yeah, feet tall, yeah, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, literally. It's monstrous. Uh, oh, he hit me with his gun. Uh-oh. <laughs> So I tried to jump to see if I could get something going, but I couldn't. And yeah. what I, another thing I like about this game, it's clearly more about the story than it is about succeeding at doing things because yeah. it very quickly lets you get right back to the action. Andrew pushed oh, the flap. Oh, he looked. He looked. Time to run, buddy. Oh, shit. Oh, he's, he's got a bag on his head. And he's, he's a terrible shot. He just tried to shoot us and hit like 10 feet oh, away Jesus, from us. Oh, he shot me. Then he just turned into a marksman and Holy shot you from 20 feet away. Holy smokes. Can I get one more shot of this? Yeah, oh, 100%. Oh, oh you know what? You got to hide behind the boxes. Follow, the, follow your orphan uh, friend. Follow my orphan friend. He's used friend. to hiding. Yeah, that's true. So hide behind when he shoots because then he has to reload. So he shoots, now run to the next box. Yeah, there you go. This is a really creepy fucking design on this guy. He's got the bag head like the guy from The Strangers, kind of. Yeah. But he's also got a poor boy cap on. So the stuffed animal people that you were looking at earlier are relatively the same size and thickness. He's either wearing one of those outfits or that those people were designed literally after him. Yeah, because you could see his arm kind of has a tear in it yes. with stuffing... I think it's a normal size human. Yeah, I think I think you're supposed to be smaller because in a nightmare you feel like it's against the odds kind of right. thing. And if this is the manifestation of a fear of a child, you know, it may be hold that hands. Oh my god, that's so that's so cute, cute that they hold hands. Try to go behind him while he's looking the other but sneak, hold L2. Oh, there's a crow. That crow's gonna fuck us over. Yeah. Oh, and you got shot. Okay, you you All right. Okay, so we gotta avoid the crow this time. Maybe I'll throw the orphan at the crow. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Now the crow is your partner, you hold hands with the crow. Oh, oh, he got oh shit. Oh, no, I'm, he can't see me while I'm in the grass? He can't see you while you don't move, I don't think. Interesting. It's very ominous. Like, I like see, it's not very pop-out scary. It's no, more just about just this scary. creepy, like, Guillermo del Toro meets Tim Burton kind of atmosphere. You know, I think there's another way to tell the story that the monster lost his dinner and now he's going to starve to death for him and his family. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's sad. Oh, this guy is definitely going to make an appearance again, and it will be spooky. Come on, grab my hand, orphan man. So we are... Getting out of the tree well. Now we are back to just roaming the forest, free of any fears. I think we beat the game at this point. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. Oh, here, there's a little thing I can pull, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like a pull bridge. And then he should be able to pull from his side. Wow, he's got fucking hops, dude. Yeah, we, should gotta, we gotta get him in the long jump. Uh, okay, uh, buddy, you gotta help okay. me out now. You're gonna... Oh, is he gonna catch me as I jump? 
Oh, that's adorable. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. cute. This is not a scary game. It's a game of friendship. Oh, and he wow. caught you. What an weird. Orphan. He caught you like the Dirty Dancing, too. <laughs> Just caught you midair. I'm so wet right now. Yeah, super manning. So I climbed on top of a cage mm-hmm. that's yeah. hanging from a tree. Oh, no. The rain jacket. The rain jacket. Oh, no. From the first game. Oh, no. Equip collected hats. I'm putting the raincoat on. There's a little girl in that cage that's dead. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, boy. That is harsh. Yikes. She's had a rough go of things. Poor six, nine. Takashi? I was going to say, it sounds like a rapper, right? <laughs> Showing my age. You know why she's That's in that, a rapper, right? You know why she's in that cage? Because she snitched. <laughs> That's a nice lesson for everyone. Oh, monster's back. Don't snitch. That's my lesson, yeah. by the way. We're kind of getting a good understanding of the disposal methods of bodies that this guy has. Because there's just dead bodies everywhere. He's, he's not a clean murderer. No. You know, like, at least Mr. Gacy, Sir Gacy, had the the courtesy to hide his bodies under the floorboards. This guy yeah. just leaves them out wherever. He's a common day slob. Yeah, we should call our uh, colleagues in My Favorite Murder. <laughs> See you later. See you later, dickhead. Where do you think they went? <laughs> Couldn't be in the mud. Well, how'd they get over there? <laughs> Honestly, I think they're teleporting. <laughs> really? Derek, you think they're teleporting and not that they could possibly be? You think he's a Derek? Ahead. What do you think he is? Uh, Ezekiel? An old Irish name, I think. Ooh. Mickey. Mickey. Well, because the the paperwork out? The, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like the, the old hunting rifle. Yeah, you're right. He looks like, um, he reminds me of uh, the, the groundskeeper in, in Skyfall. Oh, yeah. 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 If the groundskeeper in Skyfall uh, tied up orphans and killed them. You don't he, know if they didn't. They didn't. It's it's what you, you show, don't tell. Uh-huh. And if uh-huh. you don't tell, then maybe you couldn't have showed it. Oh, thankfully they have an orf, orphan lock on this door that's located at the bottom. There's a gun there. Oh, yeah. Pull it. Let's kill the shit out of this motherfucker. Oh, orphan. Orphan boy. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Working on it. Oh, yeah, that would, that would blow our eardrums. So the orphan held up the shotgun that we pulled off of a wall and you pulled the trigger. That's how that's how little we are, is that it took two of us to hold the shotgun. Yeah. So and we shot it at the guy. Now, of course, we are going to sail off into the float distance. away on a half a door. Sail away, sweet sister. Oh, pulling a real uh, Jack, and a Jack and Rose. Yeah. If there's a fucking shark, so we're off on the river <laughs> on, on a door. If there's a goddamn shark... If a hand comes up and grabs us, I swear to Christ. Okay, so now we are just floating away. On a foggy river. Oh, I thought that was a fin in the water. Why do you keep thinking it's a shark? Because I think they're going to do something to us. Sharks. They're going to rise up. (laughs) They're planning. (laughs) This is a great time to scare the hell out of you. I know. I just don't want them to, though. (laughs) Bunch of TVs floating. So it's almost like every level maybe begins with a new TV thing. Maybe we got these weird ideas from a a bad television show that scared us. Just, just perpetuating the stereotype. Just All like, TV does. That's what video games make me do. Want to kill my stuffed animals with a shotgun. Well, have you ever seen what I keep on my meat hooks? No. Oh, I got something to show you uh, in the deep freezer. Uh, okay. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. And welcome back to the retrograde. Oh, wee, 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 oh wee, you're wee. sleeping. <sighs> Oh, he's having a nightmare. He's oh, scratching his head a lot. It's the strawberries. Oh, no, the strawberries. Strawberry fields for never. Oh, my God. Hold my hand. <laughs> I'll call out to you. Come on. <laughs> was, yeah, why does every uh, character in a horror movie speak similar? Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Talon. Hello, Bob. Are the goths much more prominent in the gaming community than we give them credit for? In the swinging gaming community, yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. You know those, they swing. The goths They are... swing like a, like a saloon door. <laughs> Both <laughs> like ways. That. 
I was gonna say they <laughs> they 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 swing like a like a body on a meat hook in Little Nightmares Ooh, too. Ooh, so spooky. It was. You know what? Like, so I I I was worried mm-hmm. when this game came out because I did really enjoy Little Nightmares one. I thought it was it wasn't anything bold to call it one at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a bold move by Little Nightmares franchise. <laughs> Little Nightmares, one of six. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Um, That's like (laughs) the movie Rock and Rolla. The, uh, what was was, uh, Guy Ritchie movie? Guy Ritchie, yeah. At the end of the movie, the credits are like, like, stay tuned for Rock and Rolla part two. Wow. (laughs) It never came out. It never came out. It's funny because I was thinking about the movies that have like clearly set up a sequel that just never happens or don't give you the payoff in the first movie because they're like, well, yes, we're going to make a second one, you know? And I think about like, um, like Justice League. There's never going to be another Justice League, I think, for a thousand reasons now. It's going to be the Snyder Cut. Well, the Snyder Cut, baby. I'm so excited for that to fail. Like, I never <laughs> want movies to fail, but the people... But in this game. There's, it's just so obnoxious. Guys, stop it. <laughs> yeah, Joss Whedon is getting dragged for uh, not great behavior on set, and, and now Zack Snyder. I do love that, like, Zack Snyder, like, has his own set of issues and then got replaced by Joss Whedon, and then he presents his <laughs> new set of issues into the movie, which is great. But I think it's at the end of... Justice League isn't one of them. I forget. It could have been Batman vs Superman. Who knows? At the end, uh, Lex Luthor shows up out of nowhere, and because uh, they he wasn't in the movie, and and he's with Deadshot, who's played by Joe Mig- Migli Malio Mali- Malignani. Mali- Polly Polly Malignani. Polly Polly Walnuts. Um, Joe, you know what I mean from uh, from Magic Mike and uh, big guy, big good looking ripped guy. Oh oh yes, and I he do. plays yes. he plays Deadshot in this. Oh wow, and, interesting and, and, choice. So he's in the like eye patch in the suit, and he's like, yeah, don't worry, we'll take it from here. And you're like. I hope you got paid a lot of money, Joe, because uh-huh. you're never wearing that outfit ever again. Well, that'd be great to be paid just for a cameo. Oh my God. And I would love to do that because then I don't have to go through the filming process and go like, <laughs> I was dead shot. And you're like, are you sure? And you're like, yeah, I was. <laughs> Frame it like on the wall, <laughs> like fucking bat cave shit. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, you played it. Yeah, here's the costume. Here's the I, li- I like that he, if he had like a room in his house dedicated to his role as Deadshot. When, um, he, puts his, when he puts his little mitts, into wet cement at the, in front of Man's Chinese Theater and just writes, Joe Melimiano. He goes, <laughs> quotations, dead shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I uh, I just recently watched a Batman cartoon back on this Surprising. Uh, that had dead shot in I can't remember which one Are you still, like, how many are more are out there that you haven't seen? So here's the thing. Okay. There are a lot. Mm-hmm. They get worse as you go. <laughs> like, once you've watched the best ones, like, I'm, I'm trying to get through <laughs> Batman versus Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, what? Sorry, did I stutter? That's a real thing? It's a real thing. <laughs> it's honestly great. It's honestly great, but yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's so amazing. weird. It's just like, I need to be the perfect level of high if I'm going to watch that movie. But That is the most uh, American thing of all time that we said, who's going to battle between for ninja and martial arts supremacy? <laughs> a white billionaire from America or turtles? <laughs> That feels like the way the 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 one percent view their battle every day when they go into work. I bet you there are so many people that wear suits and like have tons of money. They're like, I could be Batman. I guarantee you, that's what a ton of people. I guarantee you, there are billionaires that have gadgets and stuff like that oh, that yeah. they've had custom made for themselves. Oh no, they're the ones with like a sword collection or shit like that where you're like, what? But you know what? You know what you do have in common? Weird billionaire guy that believes that 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 you. 
are one step closer to becoming Batman, you are also a sociopath. <laughs> and so that gets you one step closer to being Batman. My question is, Batman, uh-huh. sociopath or yeah. psychopath? Oh, psychopath. Yeah, absolutely. I think but, so. There's so much control in his life True. that I don't know if, like, psychopath to me is more of like an un... Um, well, no, but think about a serial killer. They're psychopaths. And, that's and a they lot have of a lot of control. Yeah, you're right. Except, is Batman man. the Dexter of the DC comic book Holy universe? shit. <laughs> oh my God. And Alfred is Deb? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah Alfred is definitely Deb. And, and de- they definitely have sexual tension. Yes, boy, do they. Yeah. Yeah, they've kissed a few times. <laughs> um, and then, oh, this you could keep going this. Commissioner Gordon is any one of the cops in Dexter's life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Is, uh, is Angel on hell. <laughs> <laughs> a great actor. Uh, okay. All right. So we just played Little Nightmares 2, obviously. Yes. Uh, also, hashtag Batman is Dexter. And uh, what were your early snapshots of this game? Like, you want to just kind of start at the beginning or? Yeah, I do. I, I think I want to kind of talk about my impressions based on the fact that I've played the first one okay, and then get yeah. your impressions based sense. on the fact that you hadn't and right. see how they kind of go. Because for me, uh, playing this game, as soon as you get dropped in, I, it felt like putting on an old pair of shoes mm. or pants or gloves. A lot and of shoes old, in the game. A lot of shoes in the game. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like nothing was different, but it felt good to go back and visit it. Mm-hmm. Anytime you get this very well-crafted vision of what this kind of sadistic world might look like, right. it feels really... Man, there's got to be a word for it, and I just don't have it in my vocabulary. Yeah. But this this solace that you take in something very macabre. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to say mm-hmm. macabre, but that's not an emotion. Like, no. it's this, feel, this dark feeling that you... you it kind of lets you... You put a like a rope around yourself and 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 dangle over the abyss, and you feel dark, but yeah. you're not quite in it. The threat of danger, and yeah. Like, yeah, I know. There's probably some German word for this. Yeah, there's that we do absolutely not know. a German word. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, get at us if you have that word, deep as. So it felt it felt good again. It felt comfortable and scary at the same time, like emotionally threatening. Right. And and playing through it, I was like, yeah, this is it's more of the same, but not in a bad way. Right. The first one was not very long, and because of that, it completed and i just kind of thought like oh i could have had more of that and that's Mm -hmm. perfect that's perfect you don't want to get to death stranding where you're 70 hours in you're like i really can't (laughs) wait for this to end yeah so playing this i was like this could have just been dlc for the original uh little nightmares Mm -hmm. and i would have been happy with it if it plays exactly the same but the uh design is great it's unique it's different from what i had in the first game and the graphics are phenomenal phenomenal plus the interaction with the the dual sense controller is is as always uh amazing mm. so what about you you didn't play the first one right so getting dropped into this did this feel like any other game you'd ever played no no, no it did not. not so did you not did you not feel a bit of a parallel between this and limbo i did i can see what you're saying with that for sure um but there, there, i don't know there's something really special about the the presentation of this game. Yes. Um, and not even just the graphics, which are spectacular. And I would say its own animation style that it really is custom to its own. Like you you look at this, you go, oh, that's different. Yeah. Uh, but even the presentation presentation style, excuse me, of the light uh, to know the path you can go to and how much depth you can get to, how far it goes back. And then the music that seems to be present, but not overwhelming. Right. Uh, I, I really just think the presentation in general is really special in this yeah. game. Yeah, I think it is. And it's all very fleshed out and thought mm-hmm. out. And everything yeah. is very purposeful. Everything in the environment has a way to contribute to the story that it's trying to tell. Right. And that's something that no matter how good of a story you have, takes a lot more attention to detail and shows that there's a specific amount of love being given to the property right. that that just makes me feel like I know it's being cared for. Mm-hmm. And then I'm more willing to look into it. Like, 
I get asked a lot because I, I love reading into movies. Like, you know, let's look back to The Matrix when mm-hmm. we did that on The Mushroom mm-hmm. Club. You weren't as keen on The Matrix 2. No. I loved it. And I read into it a ton and it, it was just this really fun experience for me to try to peel back the layers. And a lot of times that I try to do that, people ask, they're like, well, how do you know if a movie is worth, or a book or a TV show is worth reading into? Right. Like, it is. do you do this for every book, every movie, every piece of media that you watch? And the answer is no. I have to believe that there's a certain amount of love and care that goes into the property before I'm willing to commit my attention to it. And I think that right from the outset, I already had that, interpretation right. from okay. this from this game yeah so little things like you know we talked about during the gameplay that um the environment will tell a story and, and you and i were already going back and forth of like what who is this person that's mm-hmm. th- this menacing person why are they building themselves a family why is it why is this the nightmare yeah. why is it represented by a cabin in the woods and uh and already i'm like i can't fucking wait to go back and explore more of that oh for sure no absolutely i i do like the you know, I, I think in storytelling in general, questions are more interesting than answers. Mm-hmm. And and to, like, drop yourself in what is an interesting world that has so many questions yeah, uh, is so intriguing. You know, like, it's hard not to want to go play more of this. Right. You know what I mean? So, I, I agree with you. You know, like, the whole thing is like, oh, so wait, is it a human that's aware that they're doing this? Or is it, like, a stuffed animal that came to life? And if it's a stuffed animal that came to life, all those other stuffed animal people that I passed, are they just sleeping? Or what's going on? Like, right. There's a whole thing that you're like, and it's, it's just also... Like, this is the type of scary you want. I totally... That's such a great point. Mm -hmm. This is the type of scary that you want, where the whole time you're like, what is this? What is that? What is this? What is this? But you know you have to run. You know you have to get the hell away from it. And even if that game didn't prompt me to run, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This is And you knew when, and every time... Like, this is just game design at its finest, where every time you thought there was something that you should be doing, and you do it, it turns out that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Without it telling yeah. you that's what you needed to do. I mentioned when we were playing the game, there was a point where I'm looking across a bridge and I'm like, well, there's nowhere to go. So out of instinct, I just moved the right joystick to because that's usually what a camera is in a mm-hmm. video game. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I realized you can move the camera because right. it puts you in a situation where like psychologically, the designer knows that you're going to be at a point where you feel you need to look around. Right. Unlike any other point in the game, maybe which was the case with us. Mm-hmm. And and crafting those, there are like four or five moments like that in the beginning of the game that uh, that otherwise, maybe I wouldn't have known how to do that without them explicitly prompting and saying, you can use the camera with yeah, the right yeah, thumbstick. Yeah, yeah. Like video games have gotten so adept at running you through training programs and mm-hmm. mechanics without requiring you to just read text on what to do. What's so funny, and that seems to be a huge difference between AAA games and, uh, you know, more boutique games like this one, is that, like, this one, it doesn't want to give you all the heads-up displays and all the shit to go, like, takes you right out of the game, takes you right, right out of being right. a video game. In this game, it just goes, like, we're going to interfere as little as possible. Uh, much like a... Like a much like an escape room. Ooh. You know, and go like... I've actually never done one. I've never done one either. We should do one when uh, life returns to some semblance of Yeah, normalcy. we could make your apartment escape room or something like that. It yeah, actually I mean? already is if I flip this switch right here. Here, let me just... Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so that cage that you're in right yeah. now, you've got about 45 minutes. Uh, you oh can see the walls are God. kind of sneaking in on you a yeah. little bit. And those things on the sides, those are vials of black tar. Say it with me. Heroin. Nope, just black tar. Oh, just There's black just tar. a lot of black tar okay. in there, and it is piping hot, yeah, and you don't want God. them to squeeze on you. Okay, kid. We, okay, yeah, so we'll do this afterwards? Okay, we'll do this. I'll, okay. I'll flip the switch. Okay. There oh, you go. Thank God. Cage All comes right. up. Yep, yeah. cage comes up. Yes, cage <laughs> comes up. Yes, 100%. I, 
so in games like this, the atmosphere is so strong that they don't want to interfere with you, right? And I just think that is such like, it just only adds to the spookiness because also what a great start for them is it's quiet. Yes. No motion. Yep. There's nothing. You see a bird eventually. You're like, oh, a bird. And that's a nice setup for later. And like the yep. bird flies away when you get close. So when you do see the little kid and you rescue him, you're like, ooh, scary. And then you're waiting for the knowing that there's going to be a, uh, yeah. and a big bad guy. And when you see him, it's terrifying. It is, and and one of the points that that I I wanted to bring up about the way this game scares you is that yeah. there wasn't a single pop out scare no. in this game. They did exist in the first game, very few and far between, which is great because I hate pop out scares. I think that's I, I think, think you made that clear. very clear. You hate <laughs> I pop out. That's very clear. Um, so I like this type of horror. It's a psychological horror. It's a what the fuck is going on type of thing. Like. In my own head, I feel uncomfortable based on right. what this screen is showing me. That's the kind of horror I like. And if you contrast that with uh, the fear that we had when we were playing the Resident Evil Village demo, mm. Maiden, on the uh, Mushroom Club last week, it's it's very different. Very different. But oddly, if you describe it, it's very similar. Yes. The difference is my blood pressure, I think. <laughs> it's, it's all of the same emotional stress and yeah. payoff. And, uh, but without the feeling that my heart's going to explode. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And you're, you're absolutely right about And now I get what you're saying about the matrix too. And that whole conversation too, is that like in this, I just implicitly trust the creator. Yes. I can see the care yes. that has gone into the world. So I go, okay, let's do this together. Whereas Resident Evil, I have no trust on those little backstabbers. <laughs> they're little and bastards. I, they're fucking assholes. And I just know the second I turn around, they're going to be like, ah, vampire. And you're like, ah, <laughs> fuck. So the whole fucking time I'm playing and not enjoying the beautiful graphics right, or the right. whatever. I, I'm like, duh, 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 there's going to be a fucking vampire when I turn around. <laughs> this one, I'm not like, duh, stuffed animal guy. I'm like more like, oh, stuffed animal guy, fuck. And I get to appreciate it. And trust me, it's not only the Pablo scares. I just think this is just much more of an enjoyable experience. I, I think so as well. Uh, and I mean, bold words because we're putting that up against Resident Evil Village, which is a game that I think a lot of people have given the chance are going to take over this game. For sure. But for me, this is the type of horror experience, like you said, that I actually prefer. I will still get Resident Evil Village and yeah. I will hate myself for it every step hate of the way. Every fucking yeah. second of yeah. it. Um, but but this was something in and of itself, and and that also speaks to the fact that you know I compared it to something like Limbo and tried to use other games to explain what it yeah. is. Um, but it's it's something that is uniquely itself. Yeah. So I don't want to just say it's a Limbo clone, um, like like someone would want to do if they really wanted to beat Limbo, they would clone <laughs> me because I got this very spindly back. I can imagine you would be very good at. I'm limbo. I'm pretty tall, but I am decent at Limbo. I think. Actually, being tall is actually a very important part because your longer limbs can get lower. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird. I remember being a kid. I was very good at limbo because uh, I was so skinny. Yeah, I was so skinny. Right, and it was very easy to keep myself uh, in position. And I'd go on vacation on my own all the time. <laughs> it's like a club med or something like that. Yeah. Singles. It was a sandals. Sing it was a sandals. sandals. It was it was purely for couples. <laughs> And, and I would just do limbo all the time. Speaking <laughs> of swingers. Sir, sir is, uh, is your partner coming today? She's in the car getting the luggage. Can you guys get my key, please? Thank you very much. There's that guy. He's here alone again. <laughs> yeah, he's great at limbo. <laughs> Are we doing limbo again tonight? No, man. That was yesterday. I think we should do limbo. There's that limbo guy again. No, no one wants to compete with that guy. They all requested we don't do limbo anymore. It's like the one person that desperately wants to do karaoke. Like, I know, yeah. And yeah. you're like, uh, I know why, man. Okay, um, just relax. Hey, of our friends, who is the person who is always recommending we go do karaoke? Well, it's me. 
Yeah. But I will say, I also have my karaoke friends. Poker face. Poker face. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, okay, so why don't we get into the, the ratings? Let's get into the ratings. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So to explain it once again for you goddamn Jesus. idiots out there listening. God. Who apparently aren't taking notes, which is frustrating. Because as we mentioned earlier, we usually take a look at games that both of us have played. We write mm-hmm. and review them as we remember them in the, in, the, in the past. And then we come back and we review them as they stand up in the modern day. However, because neither of us obviously have played Little Nightmares 2 until this no. moment, we're going to give it a rating as we think we would have liked it if we had played it back when we were kids right. and then rate it as it stands up in the modern day. Now, the interesting thing about this obviously is a game that came out Literally today as we're recording, Mm -hmm. I think we should pick a year that would be suitable for us to play a game like this um, back in the day and see if we usually like most of the games we play are like from 95 to 2000, right? Yeah. Those are most of the retro games. So do we want to assume this comes out in 98? That's exactly the year I was going to say. That's That's exactly the year I was going to say. Two years after Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. yeah. Super Mario Mario 64. It was also the year that we used for the Mushroom Club A fucking bomb year. Yeah. Just an incredible (laughs) year for video games. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Okay, so I'm going to rank this how I would have thought in 1998. Yeah, okay. out of four bits. Out of four bits. Um, it's an inter- This is an interesting game to do because while there's a certain appeal to games like this now, you'd be like, oh, it's in maybe in 1998, you'd be like, it's so simple. Yeah. I just got to go and duck and not get caught. Right. You know, where, where games, especially in the 90s, were all about action and doing. You had to do something. You had to change something. You, you know, like, I have to hit boxes. I have to flip things Interactions, over. Interaction. Yeah, interaction. Yeah. That's a better way of putting it. This one is about a large part about, like, interacting but not being seen. Right. And I don't think it's as appealing as it would have been for, like, Metal Gear Solid, which sure. came out in 1998. Sure. Um, so I wonder how much I would have liked it in that prism. Yeah. But at the same time, this also feels like a game in which... You know, and I hope it doesn't happen like this now, but there's so many video games coming out. This will get missed by a lot of people. A lot of people will not play this game, let alone never heard of this game. Right. And in 1998, being on a schoolyard, you do the same shit where like, if you play this game, you're like, I don't even believe that's real. Yeah. It's a stuff man. He chases you. You're a little boy. (laughs) You run around and you're like, I don't fucking believe that's true at all. Can't be. So I think that part of the appeal would have been that you are like in the cool club that you played a game that maybe not everyone has heard of. True. Because children are, you know, vicious. And uh, (laughs) we're looking for any way to create and be a part of a club. Yes, exactly. To draw lines and separate people. Yes. Um, I would have loved this game. I think the animation style, the music, the whole thing is spooky, but spooky in the right way. Spooky, spooky that it would have like kept me up for nights probably, right. but like in a healthy way, not in a therapy sure. way. Uh, so I actually think I would have really liked this game, but ultimately I would have found it a little simple and boring. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. that's It was almost a three, but I was going to give it two and a half. A two and a half and three, those are the reviews that I'm wavering between. Mm. And I'm literally not decided on it. And I think I'm going to talk about it and then ultimately just say talk what feels right. Talk it out. Now, I agree with everything you said. I think that this game is great for right now, mm. but would not have been back then. You used that word of interaction. Yeah. And interaction in video games, that was kind of the thesis statement of 1998. It wasn't just about making good graphics. Metal Gear Solid, you would sneak around, but you're also battling mechs. You're yeah. also shooting people. Shooting. It's also a box, and there's dialogue. And this It was yeah. about being big and more cinematic and also more gamey. This is missing that element. 
I think about Half-Life, which also came out in mm. that year. And Half-Life was also about telling this story and interacting. And you are this person. And 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 you are the central figure of a story that is much bigger than yourselves, yourself. Whereas this is much more introspective. My theory on this game is that it is your own nightmares as the, you're, right, the kid you're controlling. Right, right. It's your nightmares. You're not actually living in this. Which is a lot smaller, purposefully, than what games used to be. Right. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which was another game that came out in 98. This huge sweeping big. landscape, big yeah, 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 yeah. ocarinas that you could play, mm-hmm. which were great that I always wanted. They look like potatoes for your mouth. They're fan- Well, I guess all potatoes are for your mouth. Potatoes can't be for anything you want. They could be, that's true. It could be for how, shoes. How dare you limit potatoes? I, our Irish community is irate right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say IRA. I said yeah, irate. 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 <laughs> Bunch of drunks. Um, we say as we're drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So so I, I agree with you that it wouldn't have been the game that I wanted to play, especially in 1998 when there were so many other games right. to play. But it would have had, I think I would have enjoyed watching someone play it in the same way that I enjoyed watching someone play Metal Gear, but I would have found it ultimately boring. I was a kid, and I think that this game is meant for adults looking back on what it meant to be a kid. And by adults, mm. I mean like 18 plus, something something like that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I, or as in 1998, anyone over 24, I was like, ugh, <laughs> oh, gross, God. gross, what are you 50? Gross. And they're like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I think I'm, 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 I think ultimately I, I will give it a three because okay. I'm, I'm giving it a little bit more space because I think that this could have been the entry that changed that feeling for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there, there's- It my, awakens something in you. Exactly. There's an expectation because I was still playing games like Myst. Mm, missed and we loved missed loved missed loved missed back in the day loved monkey island back in the day yep. loved you know all these kind of slower pace like i think missed is actually a good comparison because that is almost like a version of this game back in the day it's a walking simulator dreamlike ethereal puzzle based yeah. and it's not necessarily hard but you're supposed to be thinking while you're playing it and and i think that that kind of is is where i'm ultimately going to come it's going to be a three out of me oh there you go okay so three out of me <laughs> three for me uh two and a half for three that's five and a half out of eight all right let's get to the current day scores uh current andrew loves this doesn't have to meet doesn't have to battle little children that are vicious i love this game i don't need things to be exploding all the time i don't need sonic to be running 100 miles per hour this game is so beautifully atmospheric it is is not only the the graphic style that complements the music so well that complements the storytelling telling so well they are all in line because the storytelling is not in your face it's yeah. not aggressive it's distant but then again so does so is the world it's so distant. is the music and so is you know there's so much about it that is perfectly linear and 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 complements each other that is kind of addictive to this game yeah. it is like it's like, you know, there, there are almost no words and it's telling you a story. Yeah. I, I find it remarkable in so many the ways. The more you talk about the the way you like storytelling, the more you need to play Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crush you when I hit it. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, I, I just, it is so, it's it's brilliant. It really is brilliant. Yeah. It's made by an author. It's made by an artist. And you can you can tell that. And and for every step of the way. And I, I really can't wait to go by and play the different chapters of this game yeah. that explores the different elements of what could possibly be scary. And, yeah. and I'm, I, I think this is a really great game that everyone should buy. 
I am going to give this a four out of four. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Because this is, you know, there, there's a, there are a few times on this, this podcast where I tell you I really think you're going to like a game. Mm-hmm. And often I'm basing it on my initial impression of the game because we're looking back at retro games that For maybe sure. if, if you haven't played it, I say like, hey, but I think you're going to like it. Right. And then we're dealing with the fact that it is an older game and it doesn't hold up in my in in my in, in actual gameplay as it does in my memory. Right. And so we're disappointed. Yeah. This yeah. one, I, I knew because it was close enough to being what uh, you and I like nowadays yeah. that this would be something that's up your alley. And I agree with you 100%. This th- th- there's an auteur behind this. Yeah, like th- there's absolutely. there's a dedicated narrative immediately when I'm dropped in and there's TVs just scattered around the forest I'm like they're trying to tell me something. Yeah. Whether whether they're trying to tell me an emotion that they want me to feel or say something by the nature of their being TVs right. that that relates to the narrative Either of those things are totally acceptable to me, and and they really I- impact in a positive way the way I play this game. The four, I'm not quite ready to go there yet, um, and I think that is because this has now become a style of game that I'm very familiar with. Mm. The dark, left to right, very much adult, even though it looks childlike, and it's not to say that you shouldn't try to make these games anymore if you're out there making right. games. But it has been done before, and it's been done perfectly in something like Limbo. Uh, so if you're coming, it's got to be something new and different. And I got a lot of the feeling from this game uh, that, I, that I'd that i already had in the first one. So I, I struggle with the four, but especially when you factor in that this is a $35 game. Yeah. It's not meant to be a AAA title, and I always want to review games based on what the intention is. Uh, I'm giving this one a three and a half. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Actually, when I started talking, I was going to give it a three and a half, and I got to the end of my speaking, and I was like, oh, this is a four, isn't it? And I, I, it's so funny. So it's funny because I, I totally had every intention to go in three and a half as well. I, I agree with you, though, that this could very well be a four. Yeah. I mean, it could. It's 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 got enough in there. It's storytelling at its finest. This is the... This is what I wanted fairy tales to be when I was reading them mm. as a kid. And in in my part in it, you feel like right. Hansel and Gretel, like yeah. the kid that is being chased by a demon. And, and, and there's more to Hansel and Gretel than just the fact that you are a brother and sister and a witch is trying to kill you. I don't know why I said demon, <laughs> but it, this is the same well, way. This is the same way where it's like, it's like there's more to the fact than you're just running away from a maniac in a cabin. Right. And most fairy tales were dark as shit. Like yeah. when you go back and read the originals and this feels very very much like a, a, a Brothers Grimm type thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's great. I love that. No, I love every, everything about it. Well, there you go. So with a three and a half and a four, that's a seven and a half out of eight. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Seven and a half plus a five and a half. That's an eight plus, uh, that's 13. It's true. Out of 16. And I love that I can check your math as we go now because <laughs> I use a spreadsheet and you are absolutely right about that. It is a 13 uh, out of 16. I almost got oh, that wow. wrong. So how do you get that part wrong? <laughs> You're bragging too. That's what you get. Well, because listen, I am that kid who was in in high school uh, math class calculus. Whoa, no big deal. Geez. I was shit at it. Yeah, but I was, I, was da- always, I was a data management guy. I was functions and relations. <laughs> I, was, I was. I remember. I remember asking the teacher like, "Well, we're gonna have calculators. Like, why do we need this stuff?" And they're like, "You won't always have one." And I'm like, "Well, now I'm just gonna make a spreadsheet that proves her wrong." Yeah, <laughs> every yeah. time, every time. I know. So we literally have calculators in our pockets. That's now. what I've got in front of me, and that's actually gonna tell us uh, some of the awards that oh, this game wins. Is it that time of the year again? It's our favorite time of the year this week. Something we like to call, and you love to call, the Grady's. You've been waiting for it all year. The most glamorous award ceremony of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the Grady's. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Everyone looks so beautiful today at the Grady's. Did you hear how many cameras there were? Oh, how many cameras were there? There were so many. We should have given an award for the number of cameras oh there were. Oh, my goodness. Do, do you think we open up the envelope and go, 84? Wow. Is the award called 84? Well, I don't know. It's, I assume it's like a who wants to be a millionaire situation. I think, I think, oh, sorry, it was one. <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire situation? Yeah. Right, it's a trivia question. Oh. How many cameras were there? <laughs> 84. Okay, okay. And everyone just go, oh, that's so beautiful. Well, or you could do like a Johnny Carson where you say 84, 84. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How uh, many cameras were there? <laughs> yeah. Last time the Calgary Flames won the Stanley Cup and the number of cameras at the Grady's mm. or something like that. 84. I like that. I like that. I don't even know if that's true. Okay. So I think it's almost time. Yep. The the, the hosts are walking towards the podium oh, here. Do we they have the envelopes? Do you, hey, hosts. Hello. Elliot. Yeah. Do you have the envelope? The envelope that they oh, gave now you? Now they're walking off the stage. Oh, shit. See, to I grab the envelope. Elliot is so dumb. God, incredible. Oh, here they come back. Here they come. Here they come back. And. Oh, Elliot. Oh. Your pants. Your, the pants. Your pants. Not wearing pants. Not, we're, not wearing pants. I, honestly, he's been working out his quads. Looks pretty good. Keep all them 80, off. No, don't keep them off. All 84 oh. cameras are picking up those beautiful quads. <laughs> okay. And it's time to find out what award this game is going to win. All right. Can you tell me? <laughs> okay. I mean, if you need to know, I was just going to kind of leave it in suspense, but it wins the fits like an old glove compartment where the current score is above a seven. Incredible. And it wins the, well, one of my favorites, the wine cellar where the current score is better than the retro score. Ooh, oh my Andrew. goodness. And you said award singular. I know. I had no idea. It won two in that one envelope, two, two little pieces of paper in there. I, you know what? When, when mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. I thought that the reason that Elliot forgot to bring out the envelope, it and was, pants. it actually was and, and pants yeah. is that it wasn't that it was too heavy. Cause when he came out the first time he had pants on. Right, and then somehow to get the envelope in that 10 seconds, walk back out, no pants. Well, this is like a typical RPG situation where mm. you pick something up and it's too heavy, so you right. have to remove something else. Yeah, the backpack so, doesn't fit everything. It's a real death stranding situation. It's a situation. real death stranding <laughs> yeah. situation. So because this had two envelopes, it was so heavy <sighs> that Elliot had to take their pants off. Oh my God, incredible. So the two awards at one. Wow, it's the fits like an old glove compartment where the current score is above a seven. That is uh, iconic. I think any, oh, any game that gets incredible. a current score above a seven, you have to check out. I mean, it's, that is, it's just, that's a, it's a fantastic entry. It's a real benchmark to a good game. Right. You know, that's seven out of eight. Seven out of eight. <laughs> yes. The current score is getting a seven out of eight. Mm -hmm. That's always a good sign. Right. And then it also has, this is probably my favorite award. Really? The wine cellar. Oh. Um, and the wine cellar, because it means it gets better with age. It's the kind of like thing us. that just like, a, well, get more tired with age. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our, our podcast when we were 12 years old was not good. It was not it's now good. much better. Oh, the Barney happy hour. Come on. Oh, God. Oh. Just, just dribble. Just trite <laughs> dribble. How dare you 14 year old? Yeah. Let's check what's in Mr. Dress up's uh, little trunk. Tick tickle trunk. Tickle trunk. Yeah. yeah. And you know what it was? Pain. Yeah, I mean, it was sadness. always pain. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that poor man. So the wine cellar. That's yeah. great. Wine okay. cellar is a great those one. Those are two really good awards to get. It, look, if those awards tell you anything, it's that you need to pick this game up for mm -hmm. $35 Canadian. Couldn't get much better than that. You can't get much better than that. If you have the PS5, I don't know. I, obviously, we can't judge how it runs on any of the other consoles, um, but it looks great. And absolutely. it feels great. Um, you know what, Andrew? What's that? This game is good. <laughs> I, I'd say so. I give it a four to four for fuck's sake. And you know, you know how Andrew? Do you know how good the game is? No how how 
How good is it? Andrew, the game is so good, I <laughs> yeah. want our listeners to play it. Oh, well, that's incredible. So they're going to have to go pick that up from the PlayStation Store. The, oh, the, the, Andrew, what? I've got a better plan. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. what's that plan? Well, okay, so first I said listeners, plural. Uh-huh. And I do want our listeners to play it. Yeah. But I want to make sure oh. that at least one of our listeners, okay, listener, singular, D-pad, D-pad, the titular D-pad, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. plays this game. And you know how we're going to make sure that happens? And how is that, Mike? We're going to run a little bit of a giveaway on Twitter. So we make sure okay. that one of these lucky, lucky followers okay. uh, gets to play this game with us and let us know how it goes. So you're going to say that we are going to give away yes. this Little Nightmare 2. We're going to give away a Little Nightmare to someone. To someone. <laughs> one of our listeners. What do they have to do to win this game? It's simple, Andrew. Okay. We have three main retrograde Twitter accounts. Yes, we have do. at retrograde pod, which is the generic account. We don't tweet too, too much from it, but nope. we do we do tweet some news. Yeah. Uh, we have your Twitter account, which is at retrograde Andy. Hey. A-N-D-Y. Uh-huh. And mine, at retrograde Mikey. Yeah. M-I-K-E-Y. That's it. And uh, all you have to do is follow each of those three accounts and retweet the tweet, which is going to be coming from the main account, at retrograde pod yep. uh retweet that make sure you follow us and uh if you do that we're going to enter you in the draw yeah. and then we will announce the winner after this launches let's give people some time yeah you want to do you want to announce the winner on next week's episode yeah that's a great idea oh there that you go. is a fantastic idea okay and you know what even if i had questions about whether or not it was a great idea and we pause the podcast to go back and forth <laughs> on whether or not we should do it I'm going to pretend like we didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will announce the winner on next week's episode. So all you have to do is retweet the tweet from the Retrograde Pod account. Follow Mikey and I, and we'll announce the winner next week on the Retrograde. Who wins Little Nightmares 2? Yeah, and then, uh, you know what? Maybe we'll uh, we'll ask you for a little bit of a tidbit once you oh. once you have a chance to play, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to get you on the podcast or at least read out a little bit of your review yes. if you get the chance. Uh, we will tweet this out from the at Retrograde Pod account on Wednesday morning okay. around 9 a.m. Eastern time. Okay, there we go. And All it'll right. run for as long as you fucking want it. See, we love this game. We want you to love this game. Come play this game with us. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We love every single one of you. Well, and ex- we- except... Oh, wait, who? I mean, yeah, maybe I shouldn't mention... Oh, wait, who are we not talking about? Their name. Uh, they know, though. They know. They know. So the we The professor? The skinny dipping professor? <laughs> Yeah, yes. we don't love you. Yeah. Stop no, being a monster. The person he was skinny dipping with for tattling. <laughs> oh, my no, I'm joking. God. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Guys, I'm joking. Please do not take me seriously. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love every single one of you. We can't wait to give you more video games. So follow us over on Twitter at Retrograde Mikey, at Retrograde Andy, and at Retrograde Pod. We can't wait to talk to you next week. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I'm Mikey Aaronworth. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Thank you so much for listening to the Retrograde Podcast. We look forward to recording this podcast all week long, and we hope you guys look forward to listening to it. You know how we got into retro video game podcasting for the money and the babes? We're really in it for the ratings and reviews. Money is ratings. Reviews are babes. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you enjoy podcasts. For any business inquiries, you can always email the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Retrograde Pod. And you can find Andrew on Twitter at Retrograde Andy. And then Mikey at Retrograde Mikey. Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. And remember, Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for all of your non-essential but very much enjoyable content. We don't ask that you give us much, apart from joining our Patreon. But what we do ask is that you join this community that we've grown. Also, give us some of your blood. (laughs) I want some of your hair in a bag. Thanks for listening. From your two dads. (laughs) Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Oh boy, that's a lot of dead bodies.